Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the wall. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. So, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. What are we talking about tonight? Well, on Sundays, we start with the prayer, then the ups and downs for the week. We will go around the world in 30 minutes. Maybe. <laughs> and the news behind the news, followed by daylight saving time sucks. Right. <laughs> World Net Daily did a really good article about this. We did shall you, see. Did you know? And if we get to it, but I didn't know when I was reading it that Benjamin Franklin had thought about this because he said about saving candles. Had thought about what you <laughs> daylight, didn't say anything. Daylight savings time. <laughs> about saving candles. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> It doesn't do whatever. We'll get into it later. We, we don't, hate it. We, don't we hate can, it. we don't have candles anymore. <laughs> we hate daylight. It's horrible. This is a horrible idea. Why is there any reason to mess up your body clock twice a year? I, I know. It's ugh. Oh, it's all politics. Anyway. Anyway, it's Sunday. Instead of a prayer, it seems we're going to do an act of contrition. And obviously, it's Catholics.com. Oh my God, I am heartily sorry for having to offend thee, and I detest all of my sins because of thy punishments, but most of all because they offend thee, my God, who art all good and deserving of all my love. I firmly resolve with the help of thy grace to sin no more and to avoid the near occasion of sin. Amen. Now, I don't know... What's going on with Catholics.com? But they couldn't even spell heartily right. <laughs> yeah, I did. Co- I did copy and, and paste it. And this shouldn't be there either. It made no sense. But everyone's scratching their head out there. Uh, I just read it the way it's written. Okay, and it it's not written proper. I've said it. I'm contrition enough to know that it is not. I am heartily sorry for having to offend thee. No, you're sorry that you have offended thee. But that's all right. It's it's the thought that counts. All right, the ups and downs for the week. Down from the ass O-shaded press. A man suspected of intentionally driving a snowmobile into teams of two mushers near the front of the Iditarod Trail sled dog race 
was arrested Saturday in a Yukon River village. Now, that's a that's a whole new uh, obstacle for them, isn't it? Now, now they have to watch out for drunk snowmobilers. Arnold Damaski, 26, of Nulato, was arrested on suspicion of assault, reckless endangerment, reckless driving, and six counts of criminal mischief. Demoski spoke to KTUU-TV, saying he has he was returning home from a night of drinking when he struck Ali Zirkel and Jeff King's teams early Saturday morning. The crash has killed one of the King's dogs and injured at least two others. One of Zirkel's dogs also was injured. Iditarod officials had first reported King had been injured. But the four-time champion said later the snowmobile had missed both him and his sled. This is wrong on so many levels, Brian. You're in the middle of nowhere. Who who would ever think you'd get run over by a snowmobile? We snowmobile all the time. I've never heard of anything in my life. Well, obviously, they were snowmobiling on his way home. Whatever route that is, their route took him on the same road as he takes home. I know, but this is horrible. Yeah, especially since they said he did it on purpose. Demoski <clears throat> said when he woke up Saturday morning and heard what had happened to the mushers, he checked his snowmobile and realized he had done it. The snowmobile was missing a part and had rust-colored stains, he said. Uh, that would be blood-colored stains, doofus. Demoski said he doesn't remember the collisions which the Iditarod described as apparently intentional attacks. I just want to say I'm sorry, he said. Circle 46, who finished second three times from 2012 to 2014, was mushing from Coke. Oh, I don't remember how to say this. Kokukuk to Nulato, a run of less than 20 miles <clears throat> on the Yukon River when she was hit. Yes, they... They use frozen rivers like highways. Yes, they do. <clears throat> in the north. That's what they do. Yep. <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> it was on the Yukon River when she was hit. Race Marshal Mark Nordham said Saturday, Snowmobile hit the side of Zirkle's sled about five miles outside of Kogyukuk, turned around multiple times, and came back at her before driving off. Alaska State Trooper spokeswoman Megan Peters said by mail. <clears throat> Email. Now, we had <clears throat> talked about this last night when I was looking at this article, and I said, this is evil. And you said that if you get so drunk that you cannot remember <laughs> what you're doing, that's oh, bad. That's called, a, that's called a drunken blackout. And that, yeah, that, that's, you drank too much. But, yeah, that's why he doesn't remember. He's... He was drunk off his backside. And for some reason, I guess, this, this, the sled teams pissed him off. I, they, nowhere in this story is it going to explain anything, I guarantee it. One dog, uh, where was I? Uh, no. Uh, he wanted to check to make sure she was okay, Zirkle said. One dog on Zirkle's team was bruised. Officials described the injury as non-life-threatening. Circle reached Nolato and told a race official the incident had left her shaken. 
I'm really bad. Someone tried to kill me with a snow machine. She said on a video posted to the Iditarod Insider webpage, snow machine is what Alaskans call snowmobiles. Yes, it isn't, it isn't something that makes snow. It's something that rides on snow. Yeah, you know, you. this is what your pet peeves are about people calling things different names because our neighbor calls her snowmobile a sled. Well, people around here call snowmobiles sleds. The only problem with that is our snowmobiles pull sleds. So it's a bit confusing if you go sled and you think it's the plastic thing behind you. <laughs> not your snowmobile. <clears throat> I still call it a snowmobile. I've been all over the country. I've heard them. Everyone called it a different thing. I still call it a snowmobile. King, a four-time Iditarod champion, was behind Zirkel and far and fared worse. When King reached the vicinity, twelve miles outside Nulato, his team was struck from behind by the snowmobile. Nash, a three-year-old male, was killed. Crosby, another three-year-old male, and Banjo, a two-year-old male, received injuries and are expected to survive. King told the Iditarod Insider the snowmobile narrowly missed him and his sled, but hit his dogs at high speed. That's horrible. I'm just, like, I feel like crying. I'm just thinking about this, you know, hearing the poor babies. Let's not try and make everybody else cry. (laughs) But really, Brian, my God, we were just, well, we actually talked about the Iditarod last show because it was just starting. So you explain to them how important these dogs are. And this is a big loss for these people. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Well, the dead lead dog is the most devastating of it all because now you've got to find another alpha male, uh, that can keep the other dogs in line and be a good lead dog. And then you got to raise it and train it. And it, all this takes time. And I guarantee you, even though the other dogs weren't killed, they'll probably never race again, which means they're just taking up food for the sled people. And I don't know, as a business, they should get rid of the dogs that don't perform, but you know, it's a dog. You get attached to dogs. And, uh, so you end up, you end up feeding it for the rest of its life. But, uh, yeah, that, that's... the And plus, he's out of the race. That's it. It's over. He's gone. I'm surprised Zirkle's uh, even staying in the race. Oh, not Zirkle. What's, it? What's the other one's name? I forget now. <clears throat> All right. Um, anyway. One of my dogs was killed pretty much on the spot, and a couple others... I gave first aid to the best I could and loaded them into my sled. He told the Iditarod camera crew, I kind of felt like a triage ambulance. I have no idea how much these dogs even cost as puppies. Like, I, I, oh, this is just horrible. It's just... This, this is a horrible, terrible thing for anybody to do. Um, it's disgusting, in my opinion. The, the man should be tossed in jail because uh, anybody that would intentionally kill dogs is a danger to other people. And he should be he should be behind bars for this incident. It did not appear to be an accident, he said. It seemed like an act of bravado, King said. Royal Alaska communities have many wonderful people, he said. But they also have serious social problems. 
It is beyond comprehension to me that this was not related to substance abuse, King said, adding that no one in their right mind would do what this person did. King remained in Lotto early Saturday afternoon. The race leader early Saturday afternoon was Brent Sass, who left the village of Kultag at 8.20 a.m. Zirkel rested four hours in the lotto and dropped one dog before heading back onto the Yukon River with 14 dogs in harness. She reached Caltag at 10.44 a.m. and after a nine-minute rest, left again in second place. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. She's down a dog and she's still in second place. That's pretty... These people are incredibly brave, knowledgeable prepared etc this is this is this used people used to die on this race uh this is this is a big deal i don't know uh i don't know if king's gonna get back in they didn't say that yet circle rested uh four hours in the lotto and dropped one dog before heading back he did it again current champion dallas cv left caltag at 11.24 a.m. in third place. His father, former champion Mitch Seavey, was in fourth place. You know, it's it's hard losing any dog, but like I said, this these are specially trained animals, specially bred, specially trained, and uh, not easily replaced. And the, I don't, man, the puppies must cost a fortune. Hopefully, he probably, I would assume since he's been doing this so long, he probably has his own breeding stock. Uh, he might already have a number two dog and ready ready to take the other one's place. Well, not quite ready, but that's why he was number two, see? That's why it's so hard to lose the lead dog. I mean, they're, they have to be incredibly smart, have a lot of endurance, be able to not freeze to death, uh, on the trail and be able to pull sleds over all kinds of things w- without fear. Unfortunately, people sometimes go out on thin ice and don't listen to their dogs uh, when they when the dogs try and tell them that they don't want to go across that. And some people force them and then they end up... You know, you, They all end up in the drink. You bring up a really good point about listening to animals. That's one thing when we had livestock down in Florida that you had taught me to do that. Like every time, well, our dog, Sorsha, God rest her soul. Um, she wasn't a barky dog when she barked. There was something going on. Yeah. You know, and she barked at something and she did bark for the hell of it. And the same thing with the rooster. Now that we have Rue when he, like, I just went to go check him because he was crowing like crazy. At the beginning of this show, you have to listen to your animals. Yeah. He, he wanted to, uh, wanted you to shake his food down. <laughs> It's her fault. She bought the wrong type of food, and uh, it's it's for baby chicks, really, and uh, it's really fine. It's called crumbles, and it's really dusty, which I don't like. But uh, it's high in protein, and for some reason, our feed store doesn't carry a grower. I mean, uh, for broiler birds, for for meat birds, it's high in protein. Okay. For, they just assume everybody who's raised 
is going to use this is raising them from a chick to slaughter, and that makes sense. The only problem is I chickens need extra protein when they when they're molting before, during, and after. So you can't just give them lamb mash because it's it's not high enough in protein. Scratch isn't high enough in protein. So you want to feed it a high-protein feed, and this is the only one they had. Next year, we're going to probably order it, order, just order a pallet of it. But, I mean, this this horrible tragedy happened in the middle of the night, right? In the dark. Now, the mushers have, have lights so, so that they can snowmobile. see. So it's a snowmobile. So it's a snowmobile. I know. I know it's a snowmobile. But didn't, don't the people in the surrounding areas knew that, that this was starting and what their course was? Yeah, they all know. That's what I'm saying. What's your point? He still has to take the Yukon River home. I don't know. This really. really I have no <laughs> idea how far away from home this guy's drinking. I know. Uh, because things are pretty far too. apart out of there. They are. I don't know. They're very far apart. <laughs> we lived in Alaska for nine months. But again, it wasn't an accident. It said he, he, kept, he went past and turned around and came back. That's on purpose. Well, anyway, uh, I'm sure somewhere in the story they said what, what happened to the guy who did this, right? They arrested him. Oh, so it's not in my story, though. No, you said he, they, he was arrested. You said it in this in this article. Yes, it was. You just said it. He was arrested. He was arrested. <laughs> was arrested Saturday. Okay. It was the fir- in the beginning of the article. He well, was arrested Saturday in a Yukon River village. That's not enough information. You <laughs> cut the story too much, and you double-tapped again. After I reminded you to check yourself last night. All right, it up down from World in the Daily. The Alabama Supreme Court upheld an earlier decision, opinion, banning state officials from issuing marriage licenses to same-sex couples last week. And while the legal road is far from over for traditional marriage supporters, they believe the facts of the case and the Constitution are on their side. Oh, really? Constitution says nothing about marriage because the national government has no power over marriage. That's the truth. And since they don't, DOMA was unconstitutional anyway. All you people that are so upset that they don't didn't enforce it or, wanted, or repealed it or whatever. Uh, it was never really a law because it's nothing in the Constitution that gives them power. If, it, if there's nothing, it has to directly, not imply it, has to directly grant power to the cons, from the Constitution to the national government, which means from the we the people through the states to the national government that's the way power flows, not the other way around. In the Constitutional Republic, which we don't have. Oh, uh, boy, where were you? Oh, and up, down from World Net Dallas, right? Okay, same-sex marriage. Uh, <clears throat> the fight stems from early 2015 when Alabama justices ruled that probate judges could not should not obey federal court orders striking down the state's laws defining marriage as a union of one man and one woman. That's true. But again, Constitution is only on, on your side because, again, they're not supposed to have anything to do with marriage. 
After the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in June 2015 that the Constitution contains the right to same-sex marriage, it does not. It absolutely does not. There's nothing in the Constitution about I dare you to find the word marriage in there. I double-dog dare you. Go read the darn thing. At least it'll be one time you read it. It's much more important to learn about it, but at least you can read it. If, if there's nothing, no, commerce doesn't apply. No, commerce clause is over, is abused anyway. Commerce is, is to make commerce between trade uh, federally and to prevent states from interfering with other states' trade. That's what the commerce clause is all about, and that's it. All right, so after the Supreme Court ruled... I love it. Decision from the one court, and now the Supreme Court rules. We're not supposed to have rulers in this country. You know that, right? That if they're ruling, then they're monarchs, and we have a problem. They are allowed to have their opinion and nothing more. An opinion. That's it. When asked for it by the state legislature, by the federal legislature, legislative branch and the executive branch either either or can ask a question uh, does this law fit blah 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 and then they they all give their opinions to them each individual justice gives their own opinion to them and then the people decide whether they want to listen to them or not they don't have to listen to them they have no power over them there's nothing article three and do not stop like mark levin does at the first comma in the clause they put all those words in there, and they took four months to figure out what words to put in there for very good reason. Every freaking word matters. <sighs> anyway, the uh, probate judges began issuing licenses again. The policy was challenged by Liberty Council, leading to the most recent ruling on March the 3rd. They put their stamp of approval on what they had previously done. The net result is they are reaffirming that marriage in Alabama is the union of a man and a woman and that the probate judges are barred from issuing marriage licenses to same-sex couples. That is the net result, and that is a huge victory, said Liberty Council Chairman Matthew Staver. It is. What happened to the Supremacy Clause? Well, that has to have... The Supremacy Clause is conditional. It's... It's supreme only when it meets the sti- what, what the powers are in the Constitution. If if it's not a power granted in the Constitution, then it's not the supreme law of the land. But it's not the end of the fight. Staver believes the actions of probate judges on marriage licenses will thrust the issue back into the courts one way or another. One option is that the probate judges will not issue same-sex marriage licenses. They might be sued to try to get them to comply to issue the license, Staver said. On the other hand, there are other probate judges who are issuing the licenses. They might be sued because they are in contempt of the Alabama Supreme Court opinion. Ah, opinion, there it is. Staver elaborated elaborate on the latter issue and why refusing the Alabama Supreme Court decision, now it's a decision, could mean (laughs) big trouble for probate judges in the state. 
No, you know, there's they are really psychotic. <laughs> I mean, they can't even they can't even get it straight through the whole damn article. <laughs> Uh, is this distilled water by any chance? No, it's filtered. No, you said you filled mine with distilled. Oh, long time ago. Is it still? Well, you mean yesterday? <laughs> no, day before. Well, did I drink them or not? Yeah, you did. This one's kind of leaving my mouth funny. <laughs> and the one thing you got to watch about uh, using distilled water, well, one thing, you got to shake it up to aerate it, but it is, it is just a blank sheet of water. There's no impurities in it. So it sucks up the impure, whatever impurities touch it. <laughs> and yeah, and it, now, now, now I've got a metallic taste in my mouth that won't go away. Uh, I can't drink that. It's making my, <clears throat> I'm having a hard time articulating. All right. Um, so opinions are opinions, but no, the decisions and rule and rules. Uh, no. Just opinions. They're all just opinions. If we realize it's all just opinions, then that's what it will be. If we don't enforce their opinion, it well, just an opinion, right? No, they don't have the right to tell you what's constitutional or not. That power is not granted them in the Constitution. It was left to what, Susan? The states. The states and the people, respectively, just like it says in the Ninth and Tenth Amendments. But does the Alabama Supreme Court have a chance of winning? Oh, wait, I skipped one. That's an important one. They are governed by the Alabama Supreme... Uh, now they're governed by the court. We're governed by the court? When The federal government isn't even supposed to govern us. That's why anybody running for president that says they can govern you better than Obama is just as bad as Obama. He wants to rule over you. They are governed by the Alabama Supreme Court, in particular the Chief Justice as the Chief Administrative Officer of the Judiciary. And they have to abide by what the Supreme Court says. If they do not, they can be found in contempt of court. They can even be removed from office, Staver said. Not by the Supreme Court they can't. Oh, no, they can't. Neither the federal government or the Supreme Court has any power to remove them from office. The people and the state government can remove them from office, but not the federal government. Certainly not the judiciary branch, which is the weakest of all three branches. Think about that. Supposed to be the weakest. We're going to go to a break. So in Cooperative Radio Show, you stay tuned. Cause we'll be right back. This is Jeff Carlisi from the Band 38 Special. Let us never forget that police lives matter. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? 
Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 That's 800-764-9168. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891-800-430-1891. Okay, and welcome back to the Cooperative Radio Show. Half of hour one. And my computer is still screwing up with the power cord because I didn't want to take it apart to fix it until I made sure I had another computer. But I think I'm going to have to fix it because it's becoming impossible to use. All right, so back to the story, I guess. They're governed by the, the Alabama Supreme Court. In particular, oh, I read all that. But does the Alabama Supreme Court have a chance of winning this fight in the long term? 
The U.S. Supreme Court's decision last year, Staver believes it can. First, he said, the flimsy rationale for the U.S. Supreme Court's decision in Oberfell v. Hodges is critical. The Supreme Court's 5-4 to four opinion is just that. It's an opinion, and it doesn't represent the rule of law. Thank you. It's le- illegitimate. Thank you. It's not founded in the Constitution or in any of the Court's precedents, and I don't care about the Court's precedents at all. They mean nothing. Constitution is all that means. That's it. That's all they should be looking at. The Constitution, no, no precedent law, no. That's case law. That's a, that's a violation of their of their Article 3, Section 2 powers. They don't have the power. This is the only person, Brian, that I have heard say exactly what you say about the courts. Nobody else is saying any of this. Nobody. I mean, he's actually, except for that last part, which you don't agree with, he's actually using your words. This is what you say over and over and over on this show. What they say is just an opinion. It's well, amazing. Okay, if, <laughs> and here's another thing. The, there's at least four justices that are serving in constant bad behavior. All these five to four rulings. Why are they split ideologically? Because it's ideological. It's not about the Constitution. It's about ideology. Otherwise, they all be in agreement. The thing means what the thing means. How can, how can you have split decisions five to four all the time? It's, it's, I, I'm telling you, if you want to know the Constitution, don't ever study the Supreme Court and their decisions because they're wrong. And they should be making decisions on them in the first place. They had no authority. They have no jurisdiction. Let's, let's, let's look up the word jurisdiction, ladies and gentlemen. They said pay, pen and paper. You need pen and paper for the show. You got to look up jurisdiction and then read Article 3, Section 2. And know the first sentence in Article 3, Section 2 that says the Supreme Court is uh, all-powerful ruler of the world. Uh, it's not. It doesn't say that in there. It just says an all they are the supreme in all uh, laws and equity. And then it's because a comma, and it keeps going because... Yes, in all matters of law and equity pertaining to your jurisdiction. I understand why this is even difficult, other than you've been lied to your your whole life. I know, because I didn't know this when I started. It took me years to understand the Constitution. Decade, at least. Uh, because you have to get rid of all the minutiae in your brain. You have to start scratch. you got to go to the source. And uh turns out there was a source. It's called Madison's Notes. On the Philadelphia Convention of 1787, he was the official note keeper for the convention, which you could say was a runaway convention. Well, New York said it was. They pulled all their representatives out because they were exceeding what they were sent to do, which was only to fix the Articles of Confederation. Yet they created the Constitution. And we still have bright people in this country that think that can't happen again. They don't even know what happened the first time. Even though they studied it, they, their brains got screwed up by, I don't know, like their law degrees, for instance. Uh, I haven't met a lawyer yet that doesn't trip over his law degree when it comes to the Constitution. Uh, it, because if you really go back to the Constitution, it, it completely upends 
200 years of jurisprudence, 230-something years of jurisprudence, because it was all unconstitutional. That's, they, they're not supposed to... They're not supposed to use case law and precedent. You're supposed to go before the court and make your case. And then the court decides if you're right or wrong. Or the jury, depending on the situation. The Supreme Court is... Is it necessary? All... Not not the... It, at the way it is now. It is, it is unnecessary and it is burdensome and it is destroying... Uh, it, the Republic's gone. They, they just keep destroying our... It gets worse and worse all the time. Uh, I don't know. Their plan is for us to be serfs. I keep trying to tell you that, but you all want to... I guess because we never were serfs in this country, we want to try it out? <laughs> it's true. We weren't. <laughs> That's a really good point. We weren't. You know, you did bring up a, something that nobody else talks about, and the, uh, the um, Constitution came out of a runaway convention. Right. Nobody even says that, has, even has that in their brain. It completely changed the government. It went from the Articles of Confederation to the Constitutional Republic, not, not even close to each other. That's wild. Nobody nobody realizes that. I don't know why it was obvious. <laughs> I mean, New York made it obvious when they said, and, you know, in the beginning, you understood they went there to fix the Articles of Confederation. But you could see them going further and starting to create the Constitution earlier on in the convention, about, you know, one-third into it, I guess, it started. Little hints here and there, and it just kept building and building and building and building until they had, they did amend the Articles of Confederation, sort of, but the problem is, if they truly did amend it, then what did they do wrong, Susan? What do you mean? What did they do wrong? Under the Articles of Confederation, what's required for any changes to the Articles of Confederation? All, all the states have to agree to it. 100% have to agree, which is the biggest problem with the Articles of Confederation to begin with, because nothing could get done, because Rhode Island didn't want anybody to do anything. They just wanted to be a pain in the backside. They were like the no vote all the time. And so they they had to trade was... Well, it sucked. <laughs> Nobody would make agreements with us. No one took us seriously. We were a laughing stock. Because we'd make an agreement, then we'd go back to the uh, the states, and the st one state would say no. All, all other 12 wanted it. Nope. Rhode Island says no. That's it. Can't do it. So, tech, and so technically, to change the Articles of Confederation would have required 100% approval. This is where I stepped back even on the founding fathers that said they're doing this wrong. If, if they're saying they're just amending the articles of confederation heavily and some of the articles of confederation still in there, um, then they had to require 100% agreement to the changes. And instead in the changes, they put a lesser bar to ratifying the con constitution. And I think it was nine. They they said nine states. And when they got the nine states, that that was it. Uh, they uh, they started putting it into play. It took them till you got to understand. It didn't go into effect until 1789. 
and that's something people get confused with like the concert church shirt people i had to point out that that's what he, they they said we're living on the constitution since uh 1788 yeah which is which is uh well it's fine it, it was ratified but here's the problem they used the term living under the constitution since 1788 it, no it didn't go into effect until 1789 so we couldn't be living under it in 1788 that would have been the articles of confederation it, it's it's a rookie it, it to me it's a rookie mistake but the, you know these people studied u.s history they weren't they weren't idiots but they just didn't it didn't click in their head and it, i couldn't understand why they were using 1788 i, I, was, I just i had to ask them and they came back with, well, that's when the Constitution was ratified. I'm like, it's interesting going to the obscure date of when the Constitution was ratified, but not in effect. It wasn't in effect till 1789, so you can't live under it in 1788. And everybody walking around with those shirts right now look like idiots. What? Nothing. I'm just listening to you <laughs> for once. Well, anyway, you're not telling the folks where you can find out about the Constitution. Why don't you tell them? I tell them on my show all the time. You need to tell them. Patriots Pub. PatriotsPub.us. 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 U.S. history, the Constitution, the Founding Fathers, just the facts, no politics. None. It wasn't allowed. No no references to problems. Or nothing. It was just, we, we just presented the factual history. You do with it what you want. To me, that's the only way to teach. But then again, what do I know? It seems brainwashing is the way to teach. I'll tell you, I keep hearing those stupid uh, commercials on the talk radio shows that we listen to. This year is the year of the vote. Um, no, this year is the year of knowledge. We should be racking our brains and filling it with knowledge of history of the United States of America. That's why I want everyone to go to the Patriots Pub. We need this. This oh, is it, ammo. The Patriots Pub is a podcast. Um, it's, well, it's a three and a half year uh, project. Project, And when I, it's done. I mean, it was done years ago. But it's always relevant. It's still the Constitution. You learn the Constitution the easiest way possible just by listening. You can toss it in your... Radio, driving to work, or coming home from work, you can put it in while you're doing dishes and cooking for the family. I mean, is, you can listen to it wherever you want. Put it in one of those little MP3 players you carry around, which uh, which is your phone now. Your phone can do all that, so you don't need the extra MP3 player. That's amazing. I don't need a camera or an MP3 player. I got a cell phone. You don't even need a flashlight. You got a cell phone. Well, I would. <laughs> I don't rely on that. That's... I know, but still, there's a there's a flash. There's a light on your phone. It just cracks me yeah, up. Well, it's just a flash for the camera. <laughs> and you can you, what it's doing is just instead of flashing, it just gives it the on command flashlight. Uh, again, those little computers you have in your hands that you're using all the time, those are computers, and. They do benefit from being rebooted on a regular basis, too. That's one thing I'm bad about, rebooting it. Yeah, you should because it when it boots up, it gets, update, it gets updated about the uh, cell towers. 
So, like, if you're having problems, you're not getting good reception, and you think maybe because you you're uh, maybe you didn't get the the full map of cell phones where you are, if you reboot your phone, it will update the cell towers, and and all the cell towers within reach will be available to you. If something messes up on your phone, just reboot it. If you can't reboot it, take the battery out of it. That'll reboot it, and then you'll you'll most likely find the problems gone. Until something happens on your phone, like what's happening on Susan's phone, which used to be my phone, our memory just, just half the memory just went away. <laughs> I've never had that happen, even on a computer, a full size computer. Uh, but no, the the Android is is considered your what they call a GUI. GUI, it's GUI. Uh, it's the point click interface that. That sits on top of the real operating system. You have your desktop stuff for your computer, you know, point, click, point. But behind the scenes, there's still that basis of code that if you know how to access, you can do all kinds of wonderful things to it. Cell phones are the same way. Android is the GUI, and Linux is what it is built upon. Underneath it is Linux. It's a Linux operating system, just like I have Linux Mint. Okay, well, Mint developed the GUI stuff, so uh, on top of the kernel, which is Linux kernel, just like a, just like a cell phone. <laughs> Same thing. I you know I use Linux with uh, Cinnamon, which is a gnome a gnome fork of GUI. Oh my gosh, I don't think people are understanding all this. <laughs> Graphical user interface, GUI, G-U-I, GUI. <laughs> Trust me, you'll, you'll you'll see people spell it GUI too. Some, a lot of times, like GOO, G-O-O, then E-Y-E. Anyway, it's good. It just it's just what allows you to take your fingers and point and click and do all the fun fun stuff you do with your phone. That is the graphical user interface. You don't ever access the kernel. You can't. You have to root your phone to do that. That's why you can't get all those those dang programs off your phone that the manufacturer put on there. Is because the phone isn't rooted for your own protection. Because if you muck around out there, you can brick your phone. Which would mean nothing. You just reinstall the operating system on it and it's fixed. But that has to be flashed. So you have to go to... The whatever store is yours, Verizon, AT and T, etc., uh, and they have to flash the ROM again. And then if they do that, you'll be back to not being having access to the operating system again, and uh, you won't be able to delete programs that are put in the root directory. In other words, basically, you don't have permission <laughs> to do anything with it. And you can you can do it. You can root your phone, but I don't recommend it for anybody that isn't an advanced user. Uh, I just admit, I just suggest you get a phone that uh, doesn't have a lot of nonsense on it, and then because you could get them all for free on Google Play, just like Linux. Anything you want for Linux, you can get for free. You don't have to pay for it. Uh, now you have to pay with the fact that you have to know a little bit more about your computer to be a Linux person that you do to be, well, a Windows clone. Uh, I hate Microsoft. I was happy to get rid of it. It. 
operating system is so much better. It even makes old computers usable again. You know, before we go on to the ups and downs, because you brought the subject up about the phones, isn't that what the FBI is wanting Apple to give them? Nope. That's okay. encryption. That's one step different. That's different? Okay. There's root, then there's encryption. Everything on, you could choose to encrypt your phone, but you're going to have to give it password all the time, which is a pain. It's called a passphrase. Um, it's just, that would be, anno- that could be annoying. Right? Just constantly have to put... Yes. You don't even like it when you occasionally have to put it in. <laughs> no, it drives me insane. <laughs> Why would it drive you insane? Because <sighs> I am mechanically and computer and electronically challenged. Uh-huh. To say the least. Well, there's no excuse for it. You've been around me for how many years now? 30? Um think you should be able to use your computer but she doesn't do any maintenance backs she doesn't know anything about the operating system did you at least take the the mint tutorial i did how was it did you like it because i didn't i've never even looked at it yes i did that's when i found out about the rosa stuff with the the a's at the end of all the girls names for all the operating systems yeah well they can choose to be male if they want to but yep they don't, they don't. Because no. inanimate objects are always called she. <laughs> yeah, get over it, feminists. Uh, feminazis. <laughs> they're feminazis. And they're, they're worthless. They don't do anything for... Women. <laughs> yeah, and Donald Trump, uh, they don't... Planned Parenthood does not do wonderful things for women. Uh, get that through your head. Planned Parenthood is was created to be... Eugenics by Margaret Sanger, and this was killing off the what they would call the mutts of the mud people. That's brown or black people. Uh, she was extreme racist. She also people that were you know born with say a disease like or disability or disability. Then she was for killing them because they're a drain on society. And the best, she thought the best thing you could do uh, for your family if you were poor was to kill your children. Hence Planned Parenthood. And and Hitlery was so warmly embracing getting the Margaret Sanger Award, wasn't she? Yes, she was. Well, that means you know what she is. She's one of the elites that think you know, poor people and black people and sick people need to die, go away. Uh, and they think that only they could rule the world because the majority of the people, the masses are dumb and they, they don't know any better. The only reason the masses are dumb, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is because our education system no longer teaches anything. It unteaches. I'm sorry, but that's what they do. They unteach. Ah! I don't think I'm going to make it to the end of the show. Because of your battery. Yep. I can't charge it. It won't. It won't charge. The connection's screwed. <sighs> you know, this has been like I got a solder year. on the motherboard. That's why I'm holding off on it. I could, I could kill the computer easy. Last year, going into this year, is the year of the computer. All of our computers have gone crazy. I know it. Seriously. I mean, this has been going on for almost seven months with the computers. Well, this is because 
not only normal wear and tear, but somebody in the house constantly trips over cords, and uh, well, that's not good for the the connection. And it, it broke it free of the motherboard, at least at one connection. I don't know. I haven't been in there yet, but I know what happened. I got to go in. I got to resolder it to the motherboard. Uh, you know, hopefully the hopefully nothing's damaged on the connection because then I'm going to have to go over to one of my older computers. I have one that was an Acer, probably has the same connection, and I'd have to get it off that motherboard, and put it on this motherboard. You know, the, what you're talking about, women and feminopsies and killery, is a good segue into this next article. Well, then you shouldn't have had to say anything. <laughs> that is not a good segue. All right, moving along. This is supposedly an up. I am cautious. From WND again, in recent years, the Girl Scouts have been mentioned in news stories relating to topics of promiscuity, sexual orientation, gender identity, abortion, and Planned Parenthood. Well, abortion and Planned Parenthood go together. They, they're our abortion factory. In 1995, parents in Westchester, Ohio, explored the idea of a new organization for their daughters. This led Patty... Garibay to found the family-friendly American Heritage Girls. Which we have talked about on this show before. Yeah, unfortunately, my daughter got involved in American Heritage Girls, and she really shouldn't be around young people. She's a bad influence, because she's a doofus. Uh, anyway, uh, and she thinks, we're all idiots, but, you know, that's what they teach the kids now. These millennials, they think the parents are idiots, the grandparents are idiots. We don't know anything. They have to teach us because we're stupid, blah, 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 blah. I still remember when I was, she tried to teach me about homosexuality. <laughs> we had a long talk. Uh, and that was the end of her trying to teach me anything. Rightfully so. But anyway, she blew the Heritage Girls. It blew the whole thing up. And yeah, because she started a chapter here in Butte, and I actually went to a couple of their meetings, and uh, it it was really refreshing to have you know. And I ha I read well, their entire book. First of all, you have to be sponsored by a church. church. It's it's part. You can't open a chapter like the Girl Scouts. You have to have a church. So it's very Christian oriented. I read their whole, almost their entire handbook, Brian. Just, <laughs> just the fact that you have to be, leader. just because the leader has to be the church means it's a Christian entity and they teach Christianity and they teach all the cool stuff that uh, Girl Scouts teach. Only, not all the stuff. They don't teach about promiscuity, homosexuality. That's not part of the curriculum. I'm just really, I was really surprised, glad that they're getting this public, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Publicity. Well, they're getting bigger and bigger once they get big enough, you know. But I got to go to a hard break. This is the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. <laughs> person dies and is buried, it seems there are certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, 
Not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E1 through E6 and all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. Okay, we have a little humor for you called You Might Be a Liberal. If you think Durka Durka Murtha Jihad is your hero, you might be a liberal. If you sit around all day thinking about ways of getting rid of President George W. Bush, you might be a liberal. If your children are channel surfing on the television and they come across the Fox News channel, and suddenly stand up and yell, Heil Hitler! Uh, you might be a liberal. If you think Rush Limbaugh is the Antichrist, you might be a liberal. If you think the United Nations should rule the world, you might be a liberal. If you feel that Bill Clinton was the best president in the history of the United States of America, you might be a liberal. If you vote for a candidate because they are good-looking, you might be a liberal. If you think Nancy Pelosi is brilliant, you might be a liberal. If you base your life on the slogan, if it feels good, do it, you might be a liberal. If you're waiting for utopia to begin, you might be a liberal. If you believe there is no right or wrong, but it's a personal decision, man, you might be a liberal. And lastly, if you name your children Moon Unit, Apple, or Seven, you might be a liberal. Uh, what should we do about evil? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, 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 evil exists, we see it all the time. In the streets, Darfur, but not in Iraq at any time. We need to be humble and not have a spine. Defeat it. Defeat it. Let me just say... Uh, Defeat it. Coming soon, John McCain and Lindsey Graham star in the tender sequel to Brokeback Mountain, Return to Saddles or Canyon. You know, Lindsey, you spend a few days out on the campaign trail, away from all the other Republicans, with nothing but your horse, the press, and a few thousand sheep to lead. Well, it makes a man think different, feel different. You know what I mean? You want another back rub? Sure. Then we'll make s'mores. Whoops. Uh, there's no cause for alarm. We have everything under control. Uh, uh, because we know 
that Something from nothing leaves something Cause you gotta have something To run an economy Something from nothing leaves something uh, You've already drawn some of the brightest minds from uh, academia and policy circles. Uh, many of them I've stolen ideas from liberally. Uh, people ranging from Robert Gordon to Austin Goolsby, John Gruber, uh, my dear friend Jim Wallace here, uh, who can talk, I think, uh, who can inform uh, what are sometimes dry policy debates with uh, a prophetic voice. Radio Show, Hour 2. Now I've thrown you all off. <laughs> it certainly threw me off. All right, back to uh, <clears throat> Heritage Girls. Which is an up. I am so glad they're getting national publicity. Gotcha. In 1995, parents in Westchester, Ohio, explored the idea of a new organization for their daughters. This led Patty Garibay to found the family-friendly American Heritage Girls, a nonprofit organization dedicated to the mission of building women of integrity through service to God, family, community, and country. And that is their motto, Brian. They just said their motto. And they do, they do teach the Constitution. They do. Brian and I, while my daughter was here in Butte, we were starting to get involved with this organization and the girls, and we had plans for them to come up here. Right, and you were going to help them learn how to shoot. You were going to get your certification. Yep. And it all fell apart because she just left them. <laughs> well, she went from church to church to church. Uh, she, she kept getting kicked out. They, uh, and then she was running for a while without a church illegally because they're not allowed to do that. But nobody informed the, you know corporate about what was going on i was just hoping she'd figure it out and stop messing up but instead she burned all her bridges in butte and ran to bonner she now lives in a town town of bonner which is i should live there my name is bonner but i did want to live there but it's too close to missoula otherwise we would have been there not that's That means my battery is 50% gone. And I can't get it to stop flashing. Usually, if I pull, if I keep doing the connection, it usually hits something. and it. But I think it, it just keeps getting worse and worse the more I do it, I imagine. Ugh. Um... You better get something else up with the copy on it, because, uh, all right, because this isn't going to last. I'm just sorry. I know. We have nothing. We're, we're, ladies and gentlemen, we're poor, <laughs> which is why we can't just run around, buy computers, and do all this stuff. We, I got to keep everything working as long as humanly possible. All right. The, uh... 
American Heritage Girl offers badge programs, service projects, girl leadership opportunities, and outdoor experiences. American Heritage Girls has rapidly grown to serve thousands of girls with troops in nearly every state. With wholesome role models, character building, traditional Judeo-Christian morality, focusing on faith, service, and fun. The American Heritage Girls' oath is, I promise to love God, cherish my family, honor my country, and serve in my community. When asked what motivated her, American Heritage Girls founder Patty Garibay told the National Review Online, February the 22nd, 2014, Girls discovering that they are made in the image of God, that the Father has a great plan and will for their lives, and that by discovering this plan, they can have a great influence on their families, their churches, their communities, and their world. I love to see a girl go from backward, shy state of being to confident, God-loving woman of influence in a short amount of time. That was really an up. It's amazing. Well, I kind of made it an up down when I talked about my daughter, but, you know. I'd love to say she's young, she'll learn, but she's in in her 30s and she's not learning. Already down from the ass-oceated press. With the stroke of Governor Kate Brown's signature Friday, Oregon became the first state to eradicate coal from its power supply through legislation and now boasts some of the most stringent demands for renewable energy among its state peers. Good for you, Oregon. Enjoy it. <laughs> uh, you, you, you're not enough debt yet that some constitutional states aren't allowed to borrow money and neither are any other governments within the state. It's right in the Constitution. You shall not emit bills of credit. The new law will wipe out coal-generated energy in phases through 2030 and requires utilities to provide half of customers' power with renewable sources by 2040, doubling the state's previous standard. It also be helpful for people in a state that want to want to put solar panels on because I guarantee you they're either going to give you a, a, some kind of subsidy tax deduction or, or something to get you to do it. Or if it's required that the power company do this, which it is, then it is likely that they would have incentives for you to put solar panels on your roof. But it's only for people in Oregon, which we do have people listening from Oregon. Oregon is known to be the leader in clean energy programs. Really? I hadn't noticed. Investing in energy efficiency and recognizing the risks of climate change. Oh, oh, you forgot murdering patriots. Oregon State Police killed Mr. Finnicum. And it wasn't just a justified, unjustified shooting. It was murder, an attempted murder of the three passengers. Anyway, uh, Oregon is known to be a leader in clean energy programs, investing in energy efficiency and recognizing the risk of climate change, said Brown, 
who signed the measure surrounded by students at a Portland elementary school that's powered by solar panels. Yeah, no, it's partially powered by solar panels, I'm sure. Environmental experts and advocates say the law's coal phase-out component is precedent-setting for lawmakers considering similar moves in their own states. Look, states can do what they want. That's why it's so important we get back to the republic. The national government's not allowed to tell the states what they can and cannot do. It's the states that tell them what they can and cannot do. It is the state legislature that decides whether a bill from the government is constitutional or not. When it applies to applying it to their citizens. That's how it's supposed to work. Every state's supposed to bring in their own immigrants. That's how it's supposed to work. I could go on with everything that's supposed to happen, but it's not. That's what you have to understand. What you've lost without even knowing. Okay, this is ridiculous on so many different levels. Uh, This is just, that. this is Prague's getting in line with the United Nations. Again, they're not allowed to have agreements with foreign governments. It says so right in the Constitution. That means, you know, you can't say, oh, we're going to partner with England like Schwarzenegger did. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna draw we're gonna do the Kyoto Protocol uh, unilaterally. You can't you can't make an agreement with a foreign government. Agenda twenty one, same thing. They call it sustainable development. It's Agenda twenty one. Look it up. You don't want it, and you don't want it done to you. Well, because most people do not understand what it's like living off the grid like we do. Uh, Most people do not even understand that when you have a solar panel, it doesn't magically produce electricity. After the sun. (laughs) Not only that, Brian, everything else that has to be hooked up to it. People don't know that you have to convert. The sunlight is not electricity. The sunlight has to be converted into electricity. Most people don't even realize that. Well, of course. And And it's DC direct current, too. Right. It has to be turned into AC. Which is with an inverter. Now they make solar panels with built-in inverters, but that's another story. It's still, and it has to go through batteries. No, not if you're on the grid. Oh, that's true. You can you can put in, you have, you have to hire an electrician. You can put in a transfer switch that cuts you off from the power, you know, what do you call it? The regular power come from the power company. Uh you got to turn. You got to switch. The, if you do the solar panels in that together, it'll burn up your solar panels. Um, but if again, if it's a grid, if it's a grid tie operation, and you have they, I forget how they do. They have like an automated transfer switch. You can run the meter backwards. In other words, if you're producing electricity, you will run the meter backwards instead of forwards and save money. Uh, and then when it doesn't, it runs forward again, costing you money. It, let me tell you this. If you're in the northern hemisphere here, Like Oregon is. Yeah, or especially Oregon and Washington. It's like... It rains all the time. Yeah, I hate to break it to you. It doesn't make power in the rain. And they should have uh, wind turbines on the roof, vertical axis wind turbines is what I would do, not windmills. Uh, but that's another story. But that's the same thing like when Obamanus went to Alaska to that little village and was going to give them solar panels. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. Except for the problem that uh, it's dark. half the year it remains dark 24 <laughs> hours a day. Idiots. You need sun to run solar panels. They don't know anything about anything. Enviro Nazis are dumbasses. They don't know anything about the environment. They buy it every kooky nonsense. They don't read. They don't study. They don't educate themselves on science and how, oh, I don't know, the sun works. Uh, There's so many cool things you can learn. You can learn about the sun, which is a fusion reactor. And you can learn about cosmic particles and and dust. That's one of the things that I wanted the Heritage Girls to come up here because they have a project book. And I was going through the projects that could be done up here. And one of the things was to teach them about solar and solar power and how electricity works and transferring from AC to DC. But even what you just said, if they are on a grid, the grid has to be run by what? Electricity. Even if they're doing the stupid solar power things, they're still going to have a grid. I guarantee you what they're not saying here is that they're not off grid. They're not, they're not asking anybody to be off grid. They don't want you to be off grid. They want to control you. They want to control your electricity. They want to control your power so that they can redistribute it to poor places, poor countries that need it, that don't produce enough of their own. The half, the glass half full, half empty thing that you always say. <laughs> but no, seriously, if they have a grid, they're still going to be running off of coal because that's the only way you well, can produce electricity. Th- no, 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 no. It, it, it's wiping out coal-generated energy in phases through 2030. And 2040. In the meantime, yeah. In the meantime, they are using power from the power plant whenever their solar panels aren't creating electricity because that's the system. And luckily, you know, in the beginning, the power companies they wouldn't they wouldn't let you run your meter backwards. They had to be they had to be forced to do it, which is not the government's place, uh, not the national government's place. But now. What they're saying is you have to provide 50% renewable. That means they're going to have to put solar panels on your house. Their cost. Because the government just told the business they had to do something. Unfunded liabilities. That's all they do. Uh, everything's unfunded. Uh, you got to have X amount of bathrooms. But... We're not going to pay for it. That's what the government does. It's wrong. The government should have to pay for what it wants. Not the individual business owner. I'm telling you, we are so socialist. You just don't understand. That's directly controlling all of industry through what's called regulation, which is, by the way, U.S. code law. It is statutory law. Anyway, you, you and they, they love <laughs> they they just love to just waste your money on putting solar panels in everyone's house. I don't care if it's Oregon and if the federal government doesn't give Oregon any money, then I'm fine with Oregon Oregonians taking their money, giving it to the government to give it to people that want to put solar panels on their house. You all do realize, if you're new to the show, probably not that the government really doesn't make anything except misery. It's not designed to do anything for you. That's the problem. It shouldn't be doing anything for you. Talking about the national government, state governments could be whatever you want it to be based on your state constitution. It's up to you. You create. You want to create a left wing loon coast like they did left left coast. Well, 
more power to you. As long as no federal money goes to the state. But unfortunately, it does. And that means they're taking money from states that are productive and giving it to states that are a drain on society. California, Washington, Oregon, all of them. Prague Central. There's more there's more than that, but I'm just saying that's a whole coast gone. Yep. Whole coast gone. I say San Andrea Fault needs to be activated. <laughs> Activation. Let it instead take all those states and just float them over to China or Russia where they belong. You wanna try plugging it in again? It doesn't work that way. It doesn't no. matter, no. It's I'm a, watching it's the, about the connection. <laughs> I have yeah, I have thirty seven percent left. I'm not going to make it through the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to have to switch over next break. I should make it to the next break. It's not. It it was intermittently working if I played with it, but now it's not anymore. <sighs> I should have just got the pie out. Oh, that's what I'll do. I'll get the pie out. <laughs> Would you like some raspberry pie? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a very cheap computer. Look it up. Raspberry Pie, as in, you know, pie, 3.141, on forever. Uh, P-I for pie. Raspberry Pie. <laughs> Look, if you if you really need it's it, you can't really, need a computer. It's a really cute, cool little cute thing. Really All is. you need is 30-something bucks to buy it. Yeah. That's it. And then, well, you have to buy a wireless keyboard and a mouse to go with it, and you have to buy a little dongle for Wi-Fi. Uh, but it's got four USB ports on it, so... Which is kind of amazing for how small it is. Yeah, it, it doesn't require that much for USB. Uh, yeah, it's a little thing. It's, uh, uh, what would you say? Mm, three by six, seven, something you like that? You said it's like the size of a phone. No, I said it's like the size of a camera. Of a ca- Oh, that's right, camera. Which they have a, a screen you can buy to put on the back of that and turn it into a camera, by the way. I have all kinds of projects, weather stations, on and on it goes. Uh, taking uh, pictures of, you know, if you want to put up in the woods along a trail, you want to see animals and what they're doing, it, they have a kit for that, so it automatically turns on motion-censored. If you just want to do it around the perimeter because your neighbors suck and you want to make sure they stay off your property, uh, you can do that too. Anyway, I don't know what I was doing. You were reading about Renewable Oregon, energy. yeah. <laughs> oh, I, hasn't Oregon been in the news enough? State, their state police are murderers, and uh, and their government is obviously progressive lunatics. Laptop battery critically low. How did it go from thirty to five that fast? I have no idea. You be- <laughs> Oh, good. She's got it up on our computer. I do. Uh, that's the end of this one. Uh, right before our eyes. Yeah, I'm just going to let it turn off on its own. Okay. I just want to see when it turns off. Because I, I just want to make sure it's calibrated. Although, I don't know, you know. <laughs> I, you know, these batteries. <laughs> you got all these sound effects on this thing. Please put your laptop on charge. Er. Try. Try. <laughs> nope. And down she goes. And there goes the backup recording. 
as well. Well, let's hope the live show isn't too messed up because I won't have a backup recording. Uh, there it goes. Well, now plug it in. Well, I can't turn it back on, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but it'll be but it'll, for later. Well, theoretically, it'll charge, but that's what I read before. It wasn't even doing that. Now it is doing it. Okay, so it's charging. Yay. I'll just read from way over there from Susan's computer. She's way over there, like about a foot away from me. All right. Where was I, Susan? Did you start environmental experts? Uh, no. Okay. I don't think so. No. Environmental experts and advocates say the law's coal phase-out component is precedent-setting for lawmakers considering similar moves in their own state. There's no precedent. There's no, first of all, it's not supposed to be precedent in courts. There's no precedent in legislation. There's no precedent for legislation. Every state can do what the hell they want. With As long as they have the approval of the people and it's in the constitution of the state, they can do it. We don't see that we don't care when they do it to themselves. We just don't we just don't like to be forced into it ourselves. We don't like the government making us do what these lunatics do because they want to. And then we have to do it because otherwise the world will end as we know it. Well, if that's the case, it's gonna end because I have my non EPA approved wood-burning stoves that spew stuff into the atmosphere. I burn garbage, too. Oh, it's just terrible. <laughs> yeah, we do burn garbage. <laughs> See? What? It just, it's just flashing. It's not charging. Oh, uh, but it was. Yeah, but I told you, that's what that's what it does. <clears throat> that's going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> There's never, ever, ever a dull moment in the studio, ever. Okay, it's it's charging again. I think. Yay! It appears to be anyway. Why is it the? the I can't read anything. Wow, that's not it either. Could you get? Yeah, thank you. Where are we here? So I keep getting interrupted. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the precedents in the armed states. Although Hawaii and Vermont have long-standing histories of running coal-free. They do not run coal-free. Who cares if they run coal-free? Yeah, they do in those states. But who cares what they use? That's their choice. It's the, not the government's business. They're, no, I'm sorry. Government's not in the business of renewable energy. If you find that in the Constitution, let me know. And again, it's not where does it say the government can't do that. It's where does it say the government can do that. That's the Constitution. You can always tell when somebody doesn't know the Constitution. Oh, I need this. That's going wrong. No, you can't. I'll have to control it. I need it for the for the, the console. You can't do it. I have to do it. We're, okay. share, we're sharing right now. <laughs> Colvery. Anyway, uh, the renewable portion thrusts Oregon to the top ranks of a handful of other states. Yeah, no, it's, it's not the top ranks. It's the bottom ranks because you're going to go bottom out before anybody else uh yeah good luck with that oregon owns owes how much money already that it's not allowed to owe and now it's gonna give people money to put solar panels on the roof or oh that's right they're gonna force the power companies to do it i forgot uh are they gonna at least get a tax write-off for that do you have that any, would be do, called subsidies by the way do you have any idea how many people this is going to put out of work 
they really don't think these things through. People have to move from one sector to the other. It happens all the time. Oh, wait. Not like this, because because we've allowed this government to get so gigantic and progressive, their their hands are in everything. So no matter no matter what happens, no state will fail because they're too big to fail. So they'll be bailed out and bailed out again like they're doing in in the EU. Like we are paying for about 20% of the bailouts in Europe. Did you know that? We were bailing people out. Us. We're talking about $18 trillion going in debt, going down the tubes, collapsing the economy. Yeah. So let's give money to everybody else. We're the only countries, I hope, stupid enough to borrow money from China and then give it back to them in the form of grants. That one still boggles the mind. <laughs> We're borrowing from China. How do they get foreign aid from us? Why would they need foreign aid from us? And where is foreign aid in the Constitution? Oh, and by the way, paying for anything for these uh, refugees, these refugees, if you will, is also unconstitutional. Madison covered that during his term in presidency. There were refugees that came in that the one state, I forget where it was, brought it in because immigrants have to come in through the states. There is no power over immigration in the dang constitution, naturalization. Think about it. Think about the term uniform rules of naturalization. Why would it say that? What would be uniform? It requires at least two things. You can't be uniform and be one thing because then you're just uniform to yourself. But it requires two and more. Those are the states. This, I believe it was uh, uh, Colonel Mason who stepped up near the end of the, con- uh, uh, the convention and said, we need, the states need uniform rules of naturalization so we all may have the same standards for making our immigrant citizens. That's all it means. And if you just look at the words, look up the word naturalization, it has nothing to do with immigration. It has to do with turning an immigrant to a citizen. Why would the states need that from the federal government if they weren't bringing in immigrants themselves, if they weren't making them citizens themselves? Oh, yes, they were. That's why they needed uniform rules, because some states had low standards, some states had high standards. And the high standards ones had to recognize the citizenship of the low standard ones, and it ticked them off to no end. So that's all it means. Pure and simple. They have no power over immigration law at all. How did you get from coal to immigration? Because it's all progressive destruction of the Constitution and the Republic. It's all tied together. He's still trying to bankrupt our nation. Because until we're bankrupt and crash and burn and this constant, what's left, there's no constitutionality left to this government, but... Whatever whatever it is right now, it's going to get worse. And, and no, you have a you you have some kind. Of, we have some kind of weird government. It's 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 cronyism, but it's socialist, not capitalist. It's crony socialism. And no, we don't have a free market because the government regulates the crap out of it. They control the market. They control everything. That's why we're that's why we're in a deep recession forever. 
because there's too much government and it needs to go away. That's the solution. That's the fix. There is no other fix. That's it. Get rid of this unconstitutional government. Just cut all the stuff away. That's unconstitutional. And you'll find a P in the middle. And that'll be the Constitutional Republic. And that's how big that government's supposed to be. A P. Not to be confused with McDuration, but we got to go to a break. So, Cooperative Radio Show, you stay tuned, cause. We'll be right back. <laughs> My name is Courtney Luster. I'm 21, well-educated, and unemployed American. I happen to be black, so I'm in the highest unemployment segment of the population, black youth unemployment. Notice I don't refer to myself as African American because I'm an American first. I'm a proud American who happens to have black skin. So please explain to me where African American fits into that equation. You're right, it doesn't. For over 60 years, the Democrat Party has used my fellow black Americans to maintain power in the federal and state governments. Why do I say that? Because I read history. While many of my friends are watching mindless videos, I choose to listen to Red State Talk Radio. Why? Because I want to educate myself, not entertain myself. Red State Talk Radio, America's premier conservative talk radio network. Hey, all you black American youth, be a Frederick Douglass Republican, not an Al Sharpton race pimp. Educate yourself. Listen to RedStateTalkRadio.com. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 That's 800-764-9168. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891-800-430-1891-800-430-1891. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? 
Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. The Aquabit Radio Show, hour two, half of two. Welcome back to the dysfunctional, uncooperative radio show. <laughs> yeah, don't bounce, on, don't, don't make vibrations on the table. I know, I know. The, the laptop's charging. Stop. It. I just don't got. Breathe. I got it when it's turned off to, to start charging now. But if you, man, if you sneeze, the thing. The, the, don't off. breathe. Well, I have to breathe, or I can't speak. Do you want to continue with this? Or are you done? About renewable energy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't they need to know all the facts? We should probably read it all. Okay, here. You can take the calm for a minute. <laughs> okay. And I have the cursor where you need to be. You do? I do. Oh. <laughs> I did learn that that's what you do when you stop. You put the cursor. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, but then, then I start playing around sometimes, and I lose myself. Yes, you do. All right, uh, I'll I'll start with the beginning of the paragraph. The renewables portion thrusts Oregon to the top ranks of a handful of other states that have renewable mandates of fifty percent or more. Hawaii, for instance, has a one hundred percent requirement. Do you know how sunny Hawaii is? They have so much sun, they don't know what to do with it. So, yeah, that makes a little sense. A solar work for them. And plus, you get those nice breezes. So, windmills will work for them. Uh, they live... Oh, wait, it's an island. So, they're surrounded by the ocean. Well, they can put the wave generators out in the ocean. They have a lot of options. They should start with desalination plants for their drinking water, See, too. And I don't get with Vermont because, again, it's a northern state. It's it's like here. We it's, don't have sun all the time. It's just idiotic. It, it's nowhere near ready, ladies and gentlemen. It, it's just too expensive. It's it's inefficient. Coal is more efficient than solar. It's the way it is. It's dense energy. That's what we want. We don't want stuff that relies on the weather. It's just, you know, solar panels were invented in the 1800s, right? That's not new. That's not new technology. And windmills have been around forever. There's a reason we don't use them to create energy. It's inefficient. Coal, natural gas, diesel, gas, all all better, all better at converting to energy than solar. Do you if you want to provide solar for this country, do you have any idea how big a landmass it would take up of solar panels? We'd have to be 
the only way it works is is you got to put them on houses because if you put them out there out here in the wilderness, what well, you won't have any wilderness anymore. You'll have solar panels and nothing but solar panels. My suggestion is, besides for individual use, is when you can get the solar panels up closer to the sun in outer space and beam the energy back down to us, you're never going to have enough solar power to run this country ever. I don't care if you covered the whole landmass with them. And coal is not bad. It doesn't hurt... We, our coal power plants, not even talking about clean coal, uh, with the scrubbers they have had on since the 70s, are so much cleaner than they're portrayed. We're talking about minuscule stuff they're trying to get rid of in, in a combustion. It's nonsensical. It's, I mean, it's nice if it's, if it's financially feasible, but we cannot afford to go backwards in our society. That's what they're doing. They're pushing us back. We're too technological. I know. Take their power away from them. See, you're two governments like this. If you're happy, you get their attention. And when you get their attention, they figure out a way to make you unhappy. That's what government does. That's out of control. And ours is beyond out of control. It's beyond illegal. And most of America are brainwashed into thinking this is how it was meant to be. And no, it was not. Our founding fathers fought and fought and debated and screamed and cried, tearing their clothes, gnashing of teeth, uh, throwing chairs around, crying for four months. So that we would not have this. Yeah, you can tell. I don't feel good today, and I'm in a bad mood on top of that. That's kind of... I don't know if that's making a good show for you or a bad one. I guess some people are probably going, Oh, I love this. And others are going, I hate baby L. All right, you can't please all the people all the time, so I don't don't even bother to try. Uh, Okay. While Massachusetts has 1% annual increase indefinitely according to the union of concerned scientists you know why they had to hyphenate you'll see coal and renewables are among the key talking points to drive the national debate over climate change which is a top agenda item for democrats and the party's presidential campaigns this year it is not about the environment though it's about socialism. It's about statism, collectivism. It's about left-wing liberal progressive socialist, commie, fascist, statist bastards. It's not about the environment. That's why Nazis don't know, understand. They don't know the environment. They don't care. It's political. It is the Communist Party that was responsible for the hippie movement. After the hippie movement crashed and burned they moved on and they started they started infecting the education system and the judicial system and on and on and every other oh, oh churches too don't forget churches this is why i don't like religion i have nothing against churches i have nothing against spirituality i i certainly have nothing against god 
But I, every time there's an organized religion, politics starts to creep its way in. And I, I just, that's anathema to me in religion. That's why I, I stopped being Catholic. Then, then I started questioning my faith. So I started studying all the religions I could find to see if there was something else better. It wasn't. But I'm not a Christian because I don't believe Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Other than that, I am. I mean, I follow Jesus' teachings and philosophy. I do not believe he was God. I thought I, I think he's a prophet. But... Uh, what do I know? I mean, nobody can know for sure either way. That's why I call it, it's called faith. I obviously lost my faith or never had it. I don't know. That's, I mean, trying to be honest here, believe me, I will fight to the death, and my regular listeners already know this, uh, in support of Christianity against all comers. Christianity is good for the world. It's the only religion that is proven to be good to the world, especially our country, and don't believe all the atheist lies. Our founding fathers were not all atheists. They were not all Masons, secret society people. They were not. They were all walks of life is what they were. They ran the gamut of, of what the colonies were like, but nothing the way they're trying to teach it here. Uh, but why does I have to go do with Oregon? Government out of control. Okay, so Oregon's new law also aligns with some of President Caesar Barack Obama's statements on the topic over the years. We've got to accelerate the transition away from old, dirtier energy sources. No, we don't. We don't even have to transition. Uh-uh. Oil. Is a renewable energy source. Look it up. Do a search. Hey, I forget the the word that they use for it. Starts with an A. I always forget it because it's not it's not something you ever use or hear anywhere else. Uh, but it it seems that it is likely that the Earth produces oil naturally. Because dry wells, they'd pump dry, became wet again. And they were able to pump more oil up. Well, how is that? How? How did that happen? Why? Did, where did the oil come from? Look, it was idiotic to think that oil came from com old compressed fossil dinosaurs or something like that. It's nonsense. It's just nonsense. Uh, do we turn into oil? No. Otherwise, there'd be oil pumps in every cemetery, right? Oh, you can't... Just think about it organically. Do... Or, did you... Mm, uh, only people who took organic chemistry would understand what I'm about to say. Uh, so I can't say it. I, don't, I gotta think of another way to do it. Well, let's see what the story... Maybe the story will prompt me to have something else we've got to accelerate the transition 
rather than subsidize the past, we should say subsidize tax breaks for a business showing loss on the books. Every business has this tax write-off that is called a subsidy. We don't give them money. They they leave you under the impression with their word use that the government's giving the oil companies the and their energy companies. By the way, they're they're invested in solar panels. Most of the solar panels that you want to buy comes from one of one of two big energy companies that you call oil companies. They have no problem. But you want to buy more solar panels, they'll make more and sell them to you. Their energy, they, they'll produce any energy. They're they're trying to be free market capitalists and run their business intelligently. But every time the government gets involved, it messes everything up. You know, you, you can't you can't say that capitalism failed the world over because none of this is capitalism. We're not even living in a capitalist country. You may believe it, but we're not. Government regulates every business to death. That's that's not owning industry, really. Last time I checked, the only benefit to owning stuff like that is when I say something, you do it. Well, the government says that they do it, right? All right. All right. All right. Subsidize the past. We should invest in the future. You shouldn't invest in anything. You're a government. You have no money. That is our money. You ask us if we want to invest. Oh, wait. If we wanted to invest in it, we'd already be invested in it commercially otherwise you're asking people that have no money and means to do it anyway especially in communities that rely on fossil fuels uh well oil's not a fossil fuel so we're good with that oil diesel gas uh you know heating oil all that stuff it's all good it's renewable it's not none of that is now coal is still going to be considered we have so much coal. We have the biggest coal reserve in the world. And what are we doing with it? Sending it to China. Because China doesn't give a rat's behind. And they got no scrubbers on there. They're not as clean as we are over here. China, as China grows, it gets dirtier, dirtier, more and more polluted. And it turns out because the Communist Party it was bankrupting the economy, even though it seemed like they were embracing some forms of capitalism, uh, do know that all their industry is actually owned by the Communist Party of China. Sick. Uh, the majority of shares in corporations belong to the Chinese government. Yeah, not very capitalist, right? Yeah, neither is ours. Again. We have regulations for everything from the national government. You tell me how that's a free market or that. Tell me how that's what our founding fathers envisioned. Or that it's even a good idea. It's not. My God, we'll, you'll be so happy if we ever get back to the Republic. You, you'll be so euphoric. Life will be enjoyable again. That's what you said about the 19... It'll be the 1920s all over again. <laughs> that's right. Harding and Coolidge. And uh, Mellon... Andrew Mellon, who was the treasurer, very important. You should look him up. We've got to accelerate it. Obama said during the final State of the Union address in January, which I purposely didn't listen to. I couldn't take the last one. 
with his condescension and the way he was speaking at me rather than to me. Yeah, I, I, I don't like that. And I didn't, I don't, well, I don't like him in general. I think he's a real piece of garbage. I never said that about a president before, ever. This guy is just garbage. Oh, it's because he's black. That's why no other one is black. No, it's not because he's black. I don't really care if he's purple. I care, I care that he's destroying what's left of my country. But Democrats' efforts for tighter regulations on the energy industry are at odds with Republicans who are trying to block Obama's clean power plan in court. He has a clean power. You don't get to have that. That's legislation. You don't legislate. Oh, wait, you forgot. You don't do that. You, you don't. Even for progressive Oregon, the new anti-coal law, a negotiated deal between the state's utilities and environmentalists, Nazis. Was it an easy pass? Oregon GOP lawmakers, the minority party in both state cha- state house chambers, went to great lengths to stop the measure with tactics that slowed down the entire legislative process. The GOP raised concerns about cost increases to consumers' energy bills and questioned whether the environmental benefits were overstated. Today, Governor Brown gave her stamp. Wow. You do realize the left coast has two Governor Browns? Yes, that's right. I was just thinking the same thing. Brown out Brown, (laughs) and I guess the new Brown out Brown. (laughs) That's bizarre. You got to really give this to me. I couldn't read with the, the big things flashing up in front of me, right? So Governor Brown gave her staff approval to a new renewable energy mandate that will cost residential electricity customers in Oregon. $190 more each year until 2040. Why do they even do things like that? You you can only control what happens while you're in office. Making any bill, any stupid nonsense thing that talks about 2040, 30, in the future, if it's outside the legislative session, the next people come and get rid of it. Just by passing another law to get rid of it. So, I mean, really, you can only promise what you're going to do while you're in office. Oh no, they're, they're going to, they won't touch it for the next 40 years. No, don't worry about it. I need to see the minutes on the DJ console, Brian. Why? Because of the next commercial break. I need to be able to go back and forth and keep track. Well, you don't have enough space there to do it properly. And you can't have those little pop-up things on the screen while I'm reading. In other words, you got to keep your mouse away from the bottom. Thank you. <laughs> Make now, room. Now he's now we're destroying the studio. <laughs> no, I just moved the laptop back so you had enough room to actually use the mouse without hitting the computer, which clicks the buttons, which makes things happen. And so with the house that Mac built. I don't understand. Why are we doing this to ourselves, Brian? I told you, because we've never been serfs and we want to try it out. <laughs> we're going to go try it out. <laughs> it must be. Why do all these people want to live like people in England? People in England don't want to live like people in England. Their lives are mundane, boring, stagnant, because it's all run by the government. That's bigger the government, the worse it is for the people. 
This formula has been tried and tried again throughout the ages. And bigger the government, no matter what government, no matter what good intentions, it just destroys society. Government is at most a necessary un, is a necessary evil. It is necessary. We have to have some government. But we should have the littlest government possible the way the founders created it. As little as possible to do what they wanted it to do and nothing more. The problem is that we let them do the more, 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 until we get to where you are today. And you all believe that they can make uh, laws about anything. Then we might as well have had a parliamentary system like over in Europe. Oh, yeah, parliamentary system would be better. At least that guy up there, the prime minister, couldn't do anything by himself. Uh, It's nonsense. Of course he can. Of course he can. And if you're you're in that position, you're the majority party. Mob rules. Everything goes. They don't have a constitution. They have no form of government written down at all by the way they use the monroe doctrine as as their excuse for what they're doing uh, i'm sorry the monroe doctrine if they stuck to it they would be able to do the things they're doing but you've heard it here why go to a park we are a moral parliamentary system My, oh I, elections have consequences when i grew up that was never said that you was want, never well, said never said because it's not true under the constitution You can only do what it gives you the power to do in the Constitution. You can't do whatever you want just because you're the majority. That's the the country we're supposed to have. That's the government we're supposed to have. A government that's under our thumbs. That's what we're supposed to have. Under the states. Under the states. That's what we're supposed to have. Anything else is void. The minute... We get back to the Constitution, it's just, it disappears. It's gone. It doesn't exist. There's no legal authority for it. Anyway, uh, someday I'll tell you how I really feel on the topic. <laughs> uh, what am I doing here? And why are we going around the world in minuets? <laughs> I know. I thought I did that too. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I did that. Yeah, you've got a minute, <laughs> ten seconds before the break, if that's what you're looking for. No, 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 no. I just that I said minuets instead of minutes. No, but uh, you're going to a commercial break. Not for a while. See, I can't go. That it has to go. Fifteen. Yeah, this is fourteen. That's a minute. Okay. I said you had a minute, ten seconds. You said I know what I was talking about. <laughs> now I have a minute, ten seconds. No, now you have less than a minute. <laughs> now you have 45 seconds have 45 and counting. <laughs> okay. That's how it works. Math. <laughs> not common core math. Not a bomb core math. Real math. <laughs> and it's, see, right there. <laughs> yeah. It's right on the wall. <laughs> so are you ready? Only it's not a hard break. Yes, this is. No, it's a, yeah, this is. This is. You have to flip everything upside down. We no, started no, no. on a half hour. I do it on the counter. It does oh, not okay. matter what the time oh, is. Oh, I see. Okay. It does on the counter. Okay. So, are we ready? Yes, we are. This is your cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back.
or the socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E1 through E6 in all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. The Recovery Act and our actions to fix the financial system were decisive in starting to turn the economy around. Growing uh, at a good clip. I'm calling this the recovery, the summer of recovery. The summer of recovery, or I might even call it the summer of projects. Our economy is stronger. That economic heartbeat is growing stronger. All of them have projects that are shovel-ready. Shovel-ready projects. Shovel-ready projects. We are seeing shovels hit the ground. Shovel-ready was not as uh, <laughs> shovel-ready as we expected. The next two years, our job now is putting our economy into overdrive. This is Obama's economy. That's fine. Give it to me. You know, well, this is class warfare, this is whatever. No, there is nobody in this country who got rich on his own. Nobody. You built a factory out there, good for you. But I want to be clear, you moved your goods to market on the roads the rest of us paid for. You hired workers the rest of us paid to educate. You uh, were safe in your factory because of police forces and fire forces that the rest of us paid for. You didn't have to worry that marauding bands would come and seize everything at your factory and hire someone to protect against this because of the work the rest of us did. Now look, you built a factory and it turned into something terrific or a great idea. God bless. Keep a big hunk of it. But part of the underlying social contract is you take a hunk of that and pay forward for the next kid who comes along. Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, A Life-Altering Journey Across North America by Susan Francis Bonner is available in ebook form for Kindle owners at Amazon.com for $7.99. This true story chronicles the changes Susan witnessed in nursing, the medical field, and in our nation during the years 1998 to 2002. It is written to expose what goes on behind the scenes concerning health care in this country, the common problems our nation faces, and what it is like to live across North America as a travel nurse. It is not politically correct or for the faint of heart. She hopes to inspire her fellow Americans to stand up for what is right and persevere no matter what the difficulties they encounter on the great journey that is called life. Again, the novel is Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes. A Life-Altering Journey Across North America by Susan Francis Bonner is available in ebook form for Kindle owners at Amazon.com. Now, just as there was in Teddy Roosevelt's time, there is a certain crowd in Washington who for the last few decades have said, let's respond to this economic challenge with the same old tune. 
The market will take care of everything, they tell us. If, if we just cut more regulations and cut more taxes, especially for the wealthy, our economy will grow stronger. Now, it's a simple theory. And, and we have to admit, it, it's one that speaks to our rugged individualism and our healthy skepticism of too much government. That's, that's in America's DNA. And that theory fits well on a bumper sticker. But here's the problem. It doesn't work. It has never worked. I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course in handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Back to the Cooperative Radio Show, Hour 3, three. <laughs> Two comments Brian wanted to make. First, to Elizabeth Warren. You, uh, you drove on the roads that blah, 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 that we paid for. You do this, we paid for. All right. What... Unbelievably communistic attitude to, to something, it, but it reaches the people. That message, for some reason, the people actually fall for it. In who do you think pays more taxes, that business or private property owner? Well, if you if you guess the business, you'd be right. So, if you want to talk about that, the, they actually provide the majority of all the services for the individual people in their community everybody pays taxes ladies and gentlemen but frankly the federal government putting money into roads is unconstitutional madison vetoed that bill a long time ago so i don't know you know this social contract stuff is a it's something that communists made up you could tell because it was in the hippie movement too. They said the same nonsense. And of course she was part of the hippie movement. That's why she told everyone she was a native American Indian, even though she wasn't. And now she's thinking of running for president. Actually, all the businesses in this country paid more towards all the infrastructure than the people did. And to Barack Obamanis and his nonsense that uh, small government has been tried, break, tax breaks for the rich have been tried, and they've never worked. It's amazing. Upside down, backwards world. Every time it was tried, it worked. Only thing that has consistently not worked is everything else. He's an idiot. He's an empty suit. He's a propagandist. 
He's all kinds of things. Evil amongst them. Truthful, never. I don't think I, I, I don't think he knows what the truth is. That's the best kind of liar, because I don't know what the truth is, so you can't catch you can't nothing works. No body language, you know, you know, he could beat a polygraph because he believes what he's saying is right. And he has the he has the cojones to say, We're wrong. I'm wrong. You're wrong. He's right. What we need, what's never been tried, is more government. Big, big nanny state takes care of everything. That's why we got it. We've never tried that. All right. uh, Let's see. Frederick Bastiat. When was he writing? John Locke. When was he doing his writings? That's a long, long time ago. They were fighting what? Socialism. Because it doesn't work. And they explained to it what does work and why socialism doesn't work and never will work. And it has been tried in this country. One of our, one, our first, one of our first two settlements tried communism when they first got here. What happened in each place? It, they came, it was the Pilgrim Rock people, you know, what are they called? Pilgrims? Pilgrims. No, not pilgrims. The, no, the the uh, the religion. Puritans. Puritans, that's it. Uh, yeah. They When they first got here, they were communists. They, they had a central location for all their food. The land was owned well, by nobody. Everybody worked the land. And then they put up the food, and they shared the food equally. And that's how they started out. Now, that lasted only one year. You want to know why? About 50% of their population died. Why? Because it's human nature. If if you can put your feet up and skate and get the same amount of money or food as the guy next guy, well, a lot of people put up their feet and skate. When that happens, you don't put up enough food for the winter, and you starve to death, and that's what happens. No. I don't she wants to get to this, but... Uh, I said two. That was only one. The other one was, uh, I knew it when I started this. Um, Jamestown. Thank you. Same thing. I'll just say ditto. Just the same story done over again. About 50% population loss. Just like it. Just the same thing. Tried two different communities, two separate parts of the country, two separate times, and everything went back to hunky-dory the minute they assigned people their own property and they were allowed to keep the the fruits of their labors, so to speak. The vegetable of their labors. Uh, the, that works. That works. Free market capitalism works. Private property ownership works. Socialism, collectivism does not work. It's been proven time and time again through history, even on our own soil. Now, we'll go around the world in 30 minuets. From Debka.com. Never been there, huh? Never. <laughs> Honestly, never. Uh, Israel is has started testing a new secret weapon for defeating the tunnel systems, which the Palestinian Hamas and Hezbollah are busy digging for surprise attacks against Israel. 
Uh, just put drums in the ground, dude. China did it. See, I guess they're going high tech. Israel is trying to stop this, but it's too much for us to do. Well, they can make the argument it's a very small country. We're a very big country. Same things don't work in the same way. But no, the core stuff works the same because human nature is human nature. I know some of you think you're, you're you're so far above it all. Uh, human nature is human. Some of us know how to control human nature. Some of us might even decide to work harder to take up slack from somebody else because we're worried that some people might starve to death. But we're a big country. I know. That's why we were supposed to be a group of states. Not a big country. Anyway, uh, back to Israel. Western sources report Friday, March 11, that the new weapon, dubbed the Underground Iron Dome, can detect a tunnel, then send in a moving missile to blow it up. This was all done by China. Honest to God. Look, look up China's history. Look up the China, the Great Wall and how they defeated tunneling under it. You'll, they put drums in the ground and they had people listening for the drums. When the drums made noise, they know where they were tunneling under and they would, yeah, they'd blow them up. <laughs> Remember, they invented gunpowder. Western sources were oh, I did it. Um, I like I like the blowing up part. U.S. intelligence sources, so would Ahmed. U.S. intelligence sources disclosed only that new weapon is equipped with seismic sensors to detect underground vibrations and map their location before destroying them. West, this is just a, this is just a technological version of what the Chinese did. Not, see. Oh, but we can't do anything. Look, you build a wall, they tunnel under it. That's why you have seismic sensors and and one of these upside-down iron drone things. Blow them up. U.S. intelligence sources disclose only the new weapon is equipped with seismic sensors to detect underground vibrations and map their locations before destroying them. Western experts have been talking for years about secret Israeli weapon capable of destroying Iran's Fordo nuclear facility, which is buried deep inside a mountain not far from the Shiite shrine city of Qom. Qom. I don't know how you said Q in whatever language that was. They suggest, I didn't know, did anybody, did you know there was a city of Qom? Q-O-M? No. <laughs> they suggested that this hypothetical weapon could be slipped through the Fordo facility's vents thread its way through the underground chambers and take down the illicit enrichment facility. I was always wondering why they kept saying it was so far underground we couldn't blow it up. I'm like, they got to get air from somewhere. It was discussed again three years ago when the Israeli Air Force on August the 23rd, 2013, blew up the popular Palestinian Front General Command underground facility at Al-Naymah on the South Lebanese coast, 15 kilometers south of Beirut. The PPF-GC leader, Ahmed Jibril, was then taking his orders from Iran's Revolutionary Guard Corps, or Corps if you're the president. 
I'm just shocked that John Kerry isn't, hasn't been flying over there immediately telling them, do not do this, stop right now. Because that's all we do is tell Israel what to Israel do. Israel should do whatever it wants, shouldn't listen to us at all. How this operation turned out was never revealed, but Western military sources saw it as a strong Israeli message to Tehran that its underground nuclear facilities were now vulnerable to attack. The secret Jibril Command Center was constructed in the 1970s by East German military engineers as one of the most heavily fortified military sites in the Middle East. As East Germany, remember, was under the USSR back then. That's before the wall came down. It's before Reagan. As for the new weapon, the Pentagon's Spokesman Christopher Sherwood said that the U.S. had allocated $40 million for completing, in 2016, the establishment of anti-tunnel capabilities to detect, map, and neutralize underground tunnels that threaten the U.S. or Israel. According to the spokesman, the main part of the development work on the secret weapon would be conducted in Israel in 2016. The U.S. would receive prototypes and access to the test sites and hold the rights to any intellectual property. The Israeli firms working on the anti-tunnel weapon are Elbit Systems and Raphael Advanced Defense Systems, which developed the Iron Dome. If you don't know what that is, that's the thing that shoots down the missiles before they can blow up Israel. That, yeah, we we gave them, actually. Uh, Sherrod denied claims from Israeli defense quarters that the U.S. had earmarked $120. What? For developing the system, or that another $80 million would be available half in 2016 and half in 2018. Uh, they forgot something there with the 120 It must be $120 million. Yeah, there's never anything. Um, There's never $120? No. From the government? Are you A kidding me? A toothpick costs that much. I know. A roll of toilet paper cost that much. You'd laugh. You don't remember the expensive <laughs> toilet seats, right? Toilet seats were thousands of dollars. I'm like, wow, they made a gold? <laughs> and then I found a thing, how they were screwing uh, the Air Force. our government. Yeah. Uh, one of the, the, the altimeter systems we had, you have a transmitter and a receiver. They're two separate boxes, okay? Um, each one, when you're testing them, have you have to put on a thing that'll take you know pick up the signal that is transmitting and put it through to whatever test systems you're doing well there's a different bolt platinum on the transmitter than there is on the receiver it's the only difference is there's a different bolt pattern they both fit up on the skin of the aircraft c-130s and uh they're both either you know they're both radios one's a transmitter one's a receiver so I, I wrote it up. I'm like, I, I looked up what they were paying for the, the two pieces for, that fit to the bolt pattern. And one of them was like thousands of dollars more than the other one. There's There was no way it could have cost them thousands of dollars more than the other one. It's just a different bolt pattern. And they're ripping off the government. So I put the paperwork through, you know. And back then, it was just a program they had started, and you were supposed to, if, if you uncovered something like that, you were supposed to get a percentage of the money we saved 
the government, they'd pay us. But it never got to us because as it went up the chain of command, the people at the chain of command took credit for it and uh, never a dollar you shall see. Uh, there was also the screwdriver. There's worth thousands of dollars too, and there was nothing special about the screwdriver. It was just, yeah, a screwdriver. Was it even a craftsman? <laughs> you know they discourage that now. What? Th- what you just did? Trying to find out. Trying to waste. find out waste. Uh huh. Waste and fraud. Waste, fraud, and abuse. That's what they should call it. Right, because um, when my girlfriend Deb, that we do the Women of the Revolution show, to, her and I do together, on com, her daughter recently was looking into certain things. She's a dog trainer, and she was told that it's not her job to do that, and she just needs to leave it alone, that they were wasting money. This military isn't anything like the military I was in, which wasn't impressive back then because it was the end of Dimmy Jimmy Carter's reign and he had dismantled the military boy. We felt it pretty hard not because we were a C-130 training base. And it caused problems in supply. But anyway, where was I? Oh, millions of dollars. <clears throat> it said $120, but they meant a million dollars. I miss editors. You know, never, it, it, everything used to be grammatically correct, spelled right. Everything was checked and double and triple checked. Now, it it's like they're just printing whatever the person gives them. <laughs> the, well, I don't know. Do they still print newspapers? They must. I just burnt some. Brian, what are you talking about? All my articles are in print form. That's right. Yes. Well... Not they they print them, but when you it's not in print form until they print it. Yes, dear, but it's a newspaper. But it's a specialty paper. It's not the regular news newspaper that nobody's getting anymore. I I mean nobody wants to. I understand it. it. Look at the size of it. The Sunday paper was this big. They can't see that. It was only this big. <laughs> Can you see it? Uh, hold it closer. This big. <laughs> see it. It's about an inch. <laughs> Anyway, back to the story. It's important. She's bugging me. Uh, Debka files military sources. Could you turn the brightness down a little bit? Military sources emphasize the timeline implicit, thank you, in those estimates, doesn't necessarily represent the tempo of key underground Iron Dome's development. I told you I was was going to read them the way they wrote them, right? It's hard to read... It's hard to fix problems on the go. You know, I do. I want to bring up again, ladies and gentlemen, the emphasis that notice on our shows, we have not been talking once. Well, we did a couple times about this election. Look at how much stuff is going on out there. We're certainly not doing a whole show about it. Brian, look at how much is going on that nobody's talking about. Oh, I about. know it. I, I can't. I don't even listen. She, I won't even listen to I know. Talk, talk radio, radio anymore. anymore. No. It's just, oh, God. I never on. I'm in. The, uh, you got to be Cruz. You got to be Cruz. You got to be Trump. You got to be Trump. Cruz, Trump. Cruz, Trump. Trump. Cruz, Trump. Trump. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I don't care. I know how I'm going to vote. We don't. It, there's been too many debates. Nobody in the mainstream, lamestream media is actually vetting anybody uh you would think if since they're attacking republicans they could at least pull that out but i mean this is important 
We actually helped the Israelis with that technology that we gave them. And now they're, they're taking it a step further. But, of course, we can't do anything on the border. But we're doing this in partnership with them. I know, but we can't do anything here. No. Our borders should That's my open. question. Why do you even want these things? They don't want borders. I, what are we going to do with them? Anyway, um, it's, it was obviously tempo of the underground Iron Dome development. According to past experience, unfinished Israeli weapons have more than once been rushed to the battlefield to meet an emergency war situation. The Iron Dome is one example. This has the advantage of testing innovative systems in real operational conditions with the results that improvements and adjustments can be introduced much faster than planned. Oh, but Brian, that's right. I forgot. We're not at war with Mexico. No, we're not. They're at war with us. We're being yes. invaded. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're an economic, they're committing economic warfare. If they know what they're doing, sending their, their poor over here to, to suck on the teat of our government and then send money back to them. You know what the second most important part of Mexico's economy is? Do you know, Susan? Yeah, um, money they get from us. Money they get sent back from illegal aliens. Not not just the money we send. Yeah, we send the money too. Do you know? Oh, they have foreign aid. Foreign aid. We give every country in the world foreign aid. Every country. We wanted to, I did this on one show, and I just did like the most egregious ones. Yep. I we did. Russia, China, <laughs> yeah. Brazil, uh-huh. uh, Argentina. Argentina. Y- you remember, we're at like war with Argentina, where they were at us. Anyway, they hated us and they wanted to blow us up and they said they'd eventually do it. Their leader did. Uh, but we, during all that, we still gave them foreign aid. I, I'm sorry, what the hell? <laughs> it's unconstitutional to begin with, but... If it was constitutional, why would we be doing it this way? <laughs> I mean, China shouldn't get any. We're borrowing from China. That cuts them out. Japan shouldn't get any. Russia shouldn't get any because, well, it's Russia. That's just all at the top. You know how many billions of dollars I just saved? And we get back to the Constitution. There is no foreign aid. And there's nothing good that comes from foreign aid anyway. That's that's why it's not in the Constitution. It's a, it's a dumbass thing to do. Look what happens. The government gets rich and powerful, buys more weapons, and the people get more and more and more surfed out. And they return it to poor, no hope of ever doing, getting ahead, ever having savings, ever having private property, nothing. Your life is stagnant, and it's not going to change. Susan says, back to the article. Our sources add, both Palestinian Hamas and the pro-Iranian Hezbollah are working overtime in tunnels for sneaking terrorists and commando fighters into Israel to attack IDF posts and civilian locations. During Israeli's last counter-terror operation in the Gaza Strip, Hamas staged a deadly tunnel attack on the commando units for underground surprise incursions to capture parts of Galilee in northern Israel. Now, look what we're doing. The United States is giving aid and comfort to Iran. Galilee, huh? And the United Nation is acknowledging Palestine as a nation state. 
Meanwhile. Yeah, nation state of welfare mutts. And meanwhile, they're taking all the money that we're giving them. And, and blowing it up. And blowing up Israel. Right. It's a wonderful world. That would be foreign aid. Foreign aid is used to blow up Israel. Still happy about foreign aid? And if you've... I know, I know a lot of conservatives, Republicans, you've, you've bought into the system so much that you don't want to hear that this is how it's supposed to be. You could strategize. I listen to them all strategizing and everything. Uh, Dana Lash is, an, is more of an activist than she is a... But she admits that. She says she's an activist. But she's all, right now she's so in the tank for Cruz, I can't, I can't listen to her anymore. Because that's all they're talking about. The election isn't tomorrow. Calm down. Give them an update and move along. And stop all the petty stuff. Trying to tear down this one. Tear down that one. Because you're in the tank for the other one. You know, a lot of us out here don't want you to be in the tank for anybody. We we want to hear other stuff. But this is pretty much dead. But a bump up. Um, the Israeli government has spent more than $250 million since 2004 on efforts to thwart tunnel construction under the Gaza border. $250 million is a drop in the bucket. We, we deal in trillions over here. A million. $250 million? What, That's like carrying 10 cents in your pocket, right? <laughs> that's how they act. No, that's how it is. I mean, I'm so sick of hearing the word trillion. I remember when I never heard that word, except in math class. There was no t- discussion of trillion anything. There were millions. There weren't even billions when I was growing up. There were just millions that the government was wasted. Now it's trillions. Not only are we spending trillions, we're in debt 18 trillion and counting, and they're not stopping and they're never going to stop because none of those people up there are going to shut down the government because then you'd realize you don't need it. Okay, move along. From the WashingtonPost.com. Wapo. Sweden may well have among the most accepting views of abortion in the world. One recent poll found that 84% of the country supports a woman's right to have an abortion whenever she wants one. That's disgusting. No wonder the country's going in the tank. Didn't your uncle love Sweden? <laughs> Holland. Oh, Holland. His parents came from Holland and taught him all about how wonderful Holland was. And I'm, I remember sitting there listening to him as a kid, and I, I, I just, get, what do you mean? It sounds good. You're a kid. He's, he's spouting that the government should, you know, take care of you just when you're retired, when you're sick, when you're disabled, pay for your housing, your clothing, your food, et cetera, et cetera. You know, basic communist stuff. Uh, yeah, that's, what I, I, that's actually what I was brought up on. I don't know how I ever made it here. Right now, I'm like, I can't talk politics with my uncle, though. He'll just, he'll have a meltdown. I might have a stroke or a heart attack or something. I don't need that. But 84% of a country that's for murdering babies whenever you want to murder them, that's just, that's foul. And it, it won't. This country, that country's going dead. And any country like it. Trust me. We have our problems here. We still have abortions but there's good news a lot of a lot of i've been getting notices that a lot of abortion centers are being closed by the states by them requiring more from them 
like a doctor that does an abortion has to be in attending in a in a hospital nearby in case there's an emergency so now you need a doctor who's emergency certified and does regular rotations in the emergency room which really means nothing because i've met those doctors and they kill people constantly yeah that and when the, when they get out of uh when the interns come in i always knew when interns came in because the mortality rate went through the roof (laughs) anyway at least that was for a reason Mm. yet a proposal from swedish group to offer men the right to a legal abortion of an unborn child has not been met with enthusiasm wow i i'm sorry this is just plain evil the idea proposed by a regional branch of the youth wing of the centrist liberal party would allow a potential father to legally abdicate his responsibility toward the child up to the 18th week of a woman's pregnancy. The man would lose any rights to visit the child, but would also uh, not pay any child support he may otherwise be required to contribute. This is the kind of laws you create when your country's evil. This is, this is the kind of thing you do. Marcus Nilsson, chairman of... Liberal Youth of Sweden, West, um, that means there's an East, told the newspaper, Aftenbladet, that the idea had actually come from a group of women inside his party. It is important to discuss the role of men in pregnancy, Nielsen explained, adding that the proposed system would make it clear when men are legally required to play a role in their child's life and when they are not. Okay, someone tell me why a government gets to even think about this. Are you out of your mind? But they, they, you never own the child anyway. The state owns them. So it's really irrelevant. You might as well give up all rights to your child and not have to pay child support because your kid's going to be brought up by the state anyway. Against your wishes anyway. Marcus Nilsson. Chairman of the... Oh, I did that. Um, It is important that men are honest with their intentions, he said. With this proposal, there is a clear legal decision. Yes, and now our children have to get a form filled out before they're allowed to kiss a girl. I am not kidding you. The proposal has sparked a debate within Sweden with some sticking up for the plan and others denouncing it. On Twitter, some Swedes referred to the idea as madness and disgusting and described the Liberal Party as an April Fool's joke. Even the party's central... It's not April yet. Even the party's central office was unimpressed with the idea. We think that the current legislation is good as it is, Eric Aronson, press officer for the Liberals, told, yeah, because you want the man to pay. What, what, it's not the man. Look, the man was involved in agreeing to one thing, having sex with a woman, not raising her child. But because he would have to normally, of course, but because of the abortion laws and the abortion attitude, this makes sense. Because 84% say the woman is entitled to an abortion why can't the man have an abortion that's what that they're they're just 
they're using the word abortion, but they're not having an abortion. What what they're doing is saying, uh, I'm not going to be financially or in any way philosophically involved in this kid's life. If you're going to have this society, they should pass that law, but they won't because they have to have someone everybody hates. So white, heterosexual males, they're in here as well. They can't do things good for the people that they keep using as an example of why they have to pass laws that steal everybody's liberty. Europe sucks. (laughs) Europe is dying. Europe is going to fall. Europe has been falling from grace for centuries. We haven't been doing it that long. If someone has bad off as them yet, God doesn't hate us as much. But he doesn't feel welcome either. I suggest we change that. Johanna Frandon, an international football correspondent, uh, uh, soccer, for Aftenblatt, who is based in Paris, was one of the rare voices of support for the idea, explaining on Twitter that she thought it made sense. In your society, it really does. But again, I just pointed out something you don't know. You've got to have someone to hold up that everybody hates. And everybody thinks is trying to get over on them and use them. That's what they do. So once all these laws are all, all done, like theirs are, suddenly it starts to make sense that, yeah, a man should be able to have an abortion too then. It's perfect sense. If a woman can do it without a man's permission, how come a man can't do it without a woman's permission? I'm just asking. you fair is fair. Equal protection under the law. We're supposed to have that here. It doesn't exist in the United States of America, so you know it doesn't exist anywhere else, right? Okay, this is from... From. Fox News. It just says from. It's from from. It's from Fox News. A federal judge in Puerto Rico has defied the U.S. Supreme Court's establishment of same-sex marriage, refusing to strike down the Commonwealth's ban. Good for them. It's an unconstitutional decision anyway. The San Juan judge, Juan M. Perez Jimenez, said the U.S. Supreme had settled the meaning of two clauses of the 14th Amendment the due process and equal protection clauses as they applied to same-sex marriages. Actually, the 14th Amendment only applied to freed slaves. That was the whole point. And it's I, it's so misunderstood. Every, every part of it is abused. Uh, no, the Supreme Court doesn't tell us the meaning. You know who tells us the meaning? The people that created the legislation which in the Senate was Stevens, and in the House, I always forget his name. That's what a B. I'll remember it. I'll, uh, in the middle of the night, I'll, I'll bolt upright and remember this. We'll do us no good. Do you no good, of course. <clears throat> anyway, uh, yes, uh, Puerto Rico, Guam, the Marianas Islands, some Atoll, and these are all territories of the United States, uh, of which... Puerto Rico is a commonwealth. All right. Um, but he said the decision only applied to state governments 
and Puerto Rico does not have that status. Actually, your opinion doesn't apply to any government. You heard me. I, I can't I can't stand the Supreme Court. And now that they call it the U.S. Supreme, you notice. Not the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme. Uh, sounds like a... Sounds like an icy. Dennis then explained the judge found in previous cases Puerto Rico had been treated as an unincorporated territory, not under the authority of the 14th Amendment. The fine, well, if the states are, then so are the, are the territories. I hate to break it to you. But the states aren't. That's another story. There, there's already privileged and immunity clause in the, body, in the original body of the Constitution. Why have it again? Because it wasn't, because it wasn't being applied to the freed slaves, who the, the South was still mistreating, who the Democrats were still mistreating, who the Democrats created the KKK, the Democrats that created the Jim Crow laws, the Democrats. Oh wait, they say it's the Republicans. History says otherwise. Sorry, you. White hoodies, you're Democrats. So never make that kind of dig to a conservative because we'll just educate you. You'll know you're talking to a real conservative because they'll educate you. Uh, if you're not, they'll just scream at you. <laughs> uh, the finding, which is just the latest rejection of the U.S. Supreme Court's marriage decision, which he had no authority over marriage, put the judge in conflict with the U.S. Court of Appeals for the First Circuit, which struck down same-sex marriage in Puerto Rico. Perez Jimenez previously made the same ruling when the First Circuit acted, but the case ended up before Perez Jimenez again, and he upheld the ban on different grounds. Puerto Rico now, as then, is subject to the plenary powers of Congress under the Constitution's provisions spelling out the power to write laws to govern U.S. territories, the judge wrote, Denniston said. In the Constitution, they don't talk about territories. I know. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> Susan, uh, go scour the Constitution. See I if already find know. That. I already know. It's not there. I don't trust myself, but I don't remember that being in there. Uh, uh, yeah, territories. It would, be were... under, it would be, if it was, it would be under the, the Congress. It would be under Article 1. Correct. It's in, It would be in Article 1. They do have power over the territories, but I'm trying to, this plenary power. I don't know. I don't we'll think so. We'll have to look it up. <laughs> yeah, I'll, gonna I'm going to study on that one. Write that down. Says, I'm going to study on that one. Okay. No, I'm not going to be studying court opinions, ever. If same-sex marriage is to be mandated in Puerto Rico, the ruling declared it must come in one of these four ways. One, further judicial expression by the Supreme Court. Two, further judicial expression by the Supreme Court of Puerto Rico. Three, the incorporation through legislation enacted by Congress in the exercise of the powers conferred by the Territorial Clause, you see it is in there, or four, by virtue of any act or statute adopted by the Puerto Rico legislature that amends or repeals Article 68, the existing ban. The decision comes in a case brought by same-sex duos and a homosexual advocacy organization. 
Denniston reported the plaintiffs could send the case up to the First Circuit again if they choose. The judge began his decision with, for certainly uh, no legislation can be supposed more wholesome and necessary in the founding of a free self-governing commonwealth. You're not a free self-governing commonwealth. You're a territory. Territories don't have their own governments. They're controlled by the federal government. So you seem to have your own government over. How does that happen? You're a federal territory. You're property of the government. You're not a state. You haven't applied, and they haven't concurred. She's trying to find it now. It that's good. Well, because there's um, the real meat of what the Congress can do is in starts in Section Eight. No, I, that that's fine. It starts in Section Eight. That's when they right. have what the powers really are. The, all the stuff before that is you know just what? what they need to all do. Right. This is how I keep that straight in my head because I always get eight and nine confused. Clause eight and nine of the first article. Article. So Article One. Um, I think I think of it this way: Cl- Section Nine is German for no. Right? Nine. It's no. So those are all the things they can't do. The states can't do. Eight are all the things they can do. They must do. <laughs> that's argument straight. Nine is no. So that's where all the... That's the only place in the Constitution where it's telling the government what it can't do. But that's not the meat... That's not the meat potato. That's actually carried forward from the Articles of Confederation. But, no... It has to literally tell you, the government, you have this power. And it doesn't require interpretation. It's written in English. And you can go back to Madison's notes and you'll know exactly what the clause means. And you'll know exactly what the Constitution means. Um... The judge began his decision with, for certainly no legislation can be supposed more wholesome and necessary in the funding of a free self-supposed more wholesome and necessary in the founding of a free self-governing commonwealth. You have to be a state before you have your own governing commonwealth. Well, Virginia is a commonwealth. It's, it's just a form of state government. And since they're not a state, they shouldn't have it. But of course they need to govern. Uh, this is just a mess. Um, uh, fit to take the rank as one of the coordinate states of the union than that which seeks to establish it on the basis of the idea of the family as consisting in and springing from the union for life of one man and one woman in the holy estate of matrimony. The sure foundation of all that is stable and noble in our civilization, the best guarantee of that reverent morality, which is the source of all beneficent progress in a social and political improvement. Don't use the word progress and progressive, please. It's been destroyed. He rolled the court concludes that the fundamental right to marry, as recognized by the Supreme Court, it this goes back to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. That's where marriage was established. When God made a woman to cleave onto Adam, that was the first marriage. He didn't make Adam a Dave. He made Eve 
a woman. If it was just, you know, companionship, he should have made another man because then we'd have something in common to talk about. Men like to talk to other men about men stuff. Yeah, but the story of Adam and Eve are a fairy tale. You know that, right? It's not a fairy tale. Uh <laughs> the way it's presented is a fairy tale. The way it's presented in the Old Testament, the Christian is is more of a fairy tale than uh, the fact. Than it, I mean, it's just, it it gets the gist of the story, but there's a whole lot involved. But yeah, I swear, I I my head hurt reading the Torah. Genesis lasted forever. And it was in-depth, down to the smallest detail. It was, I was like, oh my God. But it makes so much more sense when when you study that, because you now understand more of what God did during creation. It wasn't just, he, he said, let there be light, and there was. Let there be dark, let there be land, and there was. Let there be water, and there was. Let there be space, and there was. Let there be stars in the sky. Uh, no, it was much, it was actually much more, in depth, much more in depth than that. Uh, highly recommend studying the Torah to any Christian because that's the real Old Testament. And the Torah is only part of the Old Testament. It's the first five books, I believe. Yeah, I think it's the first, first five books of the Old Testament. I, I don't know. It, it, and there's also the Kamash, which covers the time of uh, Moses. Uh there's that's a whole separate book that's as thick as a bible with the old testament in it so there's a lot more information in there and the torah is like uh, four or five inches thick it's about as thick as that Susan, right there that big gigantic dictionary the torah is that big as that whole dictionary that's a lot of words and my head hurt i had to do it very small portions and I never finished. I never f got all the way through it. Uh, all right. Where am I here now? I don't know. Oh, uh, he ruled, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he ruled. The court concludes that the fundamental right to marry as recognized by the Supreme Court in Obergefell. Obergefell. Obergefell has not been incorporated to the judicial reality of Puerto Rico. Thus, the court declines to hold that the marriage ban codified in Article 68 of the Civil Code violates the due process and the equal protection clauses of the 14th Amendment by denying same-sex couples in Puerto Rico the right to marry or to have marriages validly performed in another jurisdiction given full recognition. The judge said one might be tempted to assume that the constant reference made to the states in Obergefell includes the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico. Yet it is not the role of the court to venture into such an interpretation. He's the guy, This judge is right. He's actually a good judge. I wish we had them over here. Yeah, right? Breitbart News described the Supreme Court's inaction, uh, the Supreme Court's action, as perhaps the most contested Supreme Court decision in U.S. history, and one of the most egregious cases of judicial activism, radical judicial activism. Correct, sir. The report said, in an unprecedented show of disapproval, all four dissenting U.S. Supreme Court justices rendered independent dissenting opinions for the case. That's rare. That's rare. 
employing some of the fiercest rhetoric imaginable to register their disgust with the sloppy jurisprudence underlying the majority ruling. In his 27-page dissent, Chief Justice John Roberts lamented the court's usurpation of democratic process by legislating its own view of marriage. Under the Constitution, he noted, judges have power to say what is what the law is, not what it should be. The majority decision had declared is indefensible as a matter of constitutional law. And that's saying a lot, because constitutional law sucks. They don't, they don't protect the Constitution, they destroy it. WND has reported on its growing movement to refuse to recognize the decision legal experts have described as unconnected to the Constitution. Well, that daily just days ago reported an endorsement by the American Family Association of an Alabama Supreme Court order that strongly affirmed its own rejection of the U.S. Supreme Court's decision. Late last week, the Alabama Supreme Court told the U.S. Supreme Court that they, in fact, were the ones who were wrong and that the Alabama Marriage Protection Amendment is valid. We just read that earlier. Read about it. Right. The American Family Association of Pennsylvania applauds that decision, the group said. Well, that Delaware reported last Friday, the ruling from Alabama Supreme Court criticized the U.S. Supreme Court creation of the same-sex marriage as lawless and left undisturbed its 2015 determination that the state's sanctity of marriage amendment and Marriage Protection Act are constitutional and binding. You know, notice, Brian, that he said the... The, all the progs said that when Obama got in, we would be a united nation. This nation now is not not only fighting amongst ourselves, the courts are fighting amongst themselves. Everybody's fighting with everybody in this United States. Oh, the Supreme Courts of the state should because there is no court higher than the state Supreme Court. The federal courts are not the appellate of the state courts. That is not found in the Constitution. The only time the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court, not the other courts, the Supreme Court is valid, is on a very narrow instances. They, there's no jurisdiction for them to even hear this case. This goes back to Marbury v. Madison again. When that court held a hearing on something they had no judicial authority to hear, which the president, Thomas Jefferson, informed them of, and they went ahead and did it anyway. And then in their decision, oh, oh wait, opinion, uh, they actually, in their opinion, gave themselves the jurisdiction and the power to decide what is constitutional and what is not constitutional. Nothing in the Constitution allows the court to grant itself power, yet we have accepted that, even though... Jefferson and Madison didn't even show up to the Supreme Court because they said he has they have no power. They can't they have no authority and they don't care what you want. They don't they didn't care what you decided. So they weren't even represented. Madison was gonna go it was Marbury v. Madison, uh as Secretary of State, but uh he didn't because Jefferson told him not to. He said, they don't have the jurisdiction to hear the case. They have no power. It doesn't matter what they say. We're going to, we have, we're not listening. 
Basically, what Jefferson said was, go pound sand. You don't have the constitutional authority. So they granted themselves constitutional authority, and somehow we all believe that that's okay. And lawyers spit this out like it's the most intelligent thing in the world. I'm like, if you were intelligent, you would know they had no authority to make that decision, sir. Yeah, and I like this here because it says this organization pointed out that the U.S. Constitution and the Alabama Constitution provide that the legislature, not the courts, make law. Thank you. She said the marriage decision by five attorneys on the U.S. Supreme Court last June was illegitimate. Thank you. They had no constitutional authority to hand down that decision. And additionally, two of those five, Ruth Ginsburg and and Elena Kagan, had officiated at same-sex marriage ceremonies and should have recused themselves but refused to. Did we hear about that? Again, bad behavior. Beach them. Exactly. Beach them. The whole liberal block needs to be impeached. Because you're not serving a good behavior. When you're not upholding the Constitution, you're destroying it. That's not their role. Their role is not even to uphold the constitutional, the Constitution. That's not their job either. Oh, my God, Brian. Who would hear these cases? Oh, your state courts, which you are in control of if you're in control of your legislature... You're in control of your courts. When you control the state, you control the courts as well as the legislature and the governorship. Now we get back to this, again, the state sovereignty, the state courts sovereignty. The district courts, federal courts, are not the appellate of the state courts. The state Supreme Court is the highest court in the land for the citizens of that state. That's it. Buck stops there. Goes no further. I know. It's not how it's... I know it's not how it is. We have judicial anarchy is what we have. We have a judiciary out of control run amok. And we keep feeding them. And we keep asking them things they're not supposed to be asking, empowering them to do things they're not supposed to do. They're like tribbles. <laughs> yeah, you know what they say, the trouble with tribbles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or what's the other little things that you can't feed after midnight? <laughs> Gremlins. Gremlins. Tribbles and gremlins. That's what they are. <laughs> Tribbles and gremlins. Okay. <laughs> well, it is out of control, and they, we are not united. This is not the United States of America. Well, no, the, the national government is destroying our country. It is actively destroying our country. It's happening right before your eyes, and some of you can't even see it. Because you think this is constitutional where we are now. No, it's not. Nowhere near it. I hate to break it to you. A lot of work's going to have to be done to get back to it. You, every state has to be taken over from the ground up. Every church has to be taken over. That That is filled with progs. With real spiritual people that aren't going to use ideal, left-wing ideology on their flocks. For goodness sakes, don't sit there and listen to that stuff. If you hear it coming out of your mouth, get up and walk out. Wait for the end and tell them off, but I have to go because it's the end. This is your Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're at it!